You're listening to the Overcast. I've got sunshine on a cloudy day. Part of the Oversoul Gaming Channel. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the Overcast, the joke making, fun having pop culture podcast. I am your host, Justin, aka Oversoul. And I am your co-host, Nick, a.k.a. The Vaping Fiend. Yes, and we're bringing you sunshine on a cloudy day, like always. And Mm -hmm. um, the date currently in which we are recording this episode is... uh, November 12th. Yes, November 12th, 2023. I have to say that every time now because we often record these episodes way ahead of time and sometimes release them out of order for one reason or another. <laughs> so yes. um so for that for that reason, um I, I tell you the date at the beginning so that you have context for um for when it was recorded, so that you know how old the news and information you're hearing is. Yes. Um yes. Uh that being said though Please still watch these episodes in numerical order. I released them that way for a reason. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, before we get started, um, this is the post-Thanksgiving episode, so the topic is going to be usually around these time of year. People are always talking about the things they're thankful about. We're going to be subversive and, and naughty, and we're going to talk about... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do something that may get us lumps of coal in our stockings this year, and we're gonna be yeah we're gonna be un- unthankful unthankful yes we're gonna we're gonna talk about media related things specifically that we are not particularly fans of some of these mm-hmm. things some of these things you will hear and you'll be like oh yeah I see that me too other things you'll hear and you'll be like what that's controversial my friend and. Uh, <laughs> And that's, Them is fighting words. Yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> and that is the point. But we'll get there eventually. Before that, though, and before the life updates, a reminder to our audience that it is about time for my uh, guess my top ten games of the year contest that I have over on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> if you listened to the last episode. Uh, where we talked about our Game Awards predictions, uh, which we will have had recorded by the time you're hearing this, uh, yes. then you uh, already know about it. But just in case, every year I do a contest to go along with the official Game Awards. I have my own personal top 10 games of the year list, and I hold a little contest at the end of November. And I give you like basically a month to get your guesses in, but... You watch this little video, I explain it in the video, and then I give you some hints as to what the games are on my list. And then I show you, like, 5 to 10 seconds of, like, 15 to 20 different games, and out of those 15 to 20 games that I played this year and liked, you have to guess which ones are in my top 10, and which I will have already decided by then, obviously, otherwise it wouldn't be fair. And uh, And also... Which one is my game of the year? Um, here's why you want to participate. 
because you can win money in the form of a gift card. And this is gaming-related, so your winnings will be gaming-related. A gift card of your choice for any gaming platform or game. PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox, Steam, Epic Game Store. You want Fortnite V-Bucks? You want Roblox Bucks? You want Game Shark shit for the GTA stuff? Shark cards or whatever? I don't care what it is. If you come in third, first, second, or third place, you win. You know, different when first place, $50. Second place, $20. Third place, $10. And yes, there can be more than one winner because I hardly ever have enough people participate in this for it to matter. Last year, I had like seven winners and everybody got their winnings by the end of February. I'm a man of my word. So, yeah. Uh, they did not all win first place, by the way. I meant, like, seven overall winners. Yeah, I had, like, two first place winners, like, three second place winners, and two third place winners, or something like that. Nice. I don't don't think that's seven, but... (laughs) No, that was, like, six. There was one more. But yeah, anyways, this is super easy. You have such a strong chance of winning, and also, if you guess my game of the year correctly... You yeah. you get bonus points. You get one point for every game you guess correctly. You don't have to guess. Mm-hmm. You don't have to guess the order. You just have to guess the games. You get one point for every game guessed correctly, and uh, you all. And then you get a bonus ten points if you get the game of the year correct. Which means that you can if you can win a total of twenty points altogether if you somehow manage to guess every game correctly and the game of the year. So, yeah. No one has ever gotten 100% correct. The closest I've ever gotten is 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10? Yeah, the closest. And I think that was, like, Dalton or Mythos or somebody that guessed, like, like very strong. Or maybe Dylan. Somebody somebody made a guess last year, though, that was, like, almost perfect. Like, literally, they were, like, one game off. (laughs) Okay. And the one they were wrong about was a really good guess. So... (laughs) So, yes. Um, so I will be participating in this this year. Oh, so watch out, y'all. Watch hell, out. Hell yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. This man has been listening for the past half a year, uh, me talk on this show about the games I loved and hated throughout the year. So he's definitely participating. <laughs> Some would say that I have an unfair advantage, but you guys have just as much of as an advantage as I do. That's going to say yeah, no more than anyone who listens to this on a regular basis. Right. At that and y'all you guys watch the uh, probably a majority of you guys watch the uh the let's plays on his channel. I don't know about all that. That overlap isn't happening as much. This podcast's majority of listeners seem to be coming from other sources like Spotify whereas um I mean, I've been plugging the podcast left and right, so we've probably got listeners that I've recommended to. Yeah, we definitely have more. Um, we definitely have more listeners than viewers for the podcast. So, um, but that being said, the, the only thing you're really missing is pictures of the shit we're talking about, anyways. And if right, it's, if yeah. it's if we're talking about a video game, I put the gameplay footage up. The Halloween episode was meant to be visually watched that one for for a reason, but like everything else is like unless you want to see the gameplay of what we're talking about in video games, you, you're fine either way. Listen. The uh, so by the way, I have to say, uh, I 
the memorial that you put in at the end of that Halloween episode for, for my buddy Chewy. Uh, rest in peace, buddy. Um, I know you were a, 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 a loyal listener to the show. You're missed, man. Yeah. Yeah, that the in memoriam. Ah, uh, dude, I lost my shit when I saw that. I'm not even going to lie, I lost my shit. He was one of my best friends. Yeah, it's um I don't know how to put it into a, into words, but uh I don't really think there is a word for the emotion that you feel when you're editing something like that and you're trying to make it just right, you know, knowing that uh like I mean, I mean there's a reason that like the picture of him in and of itself is the last thing that faded out, you know, after the, yeah. after the background, after the text, you know, that it was just mm-hmm. him, you know, that was an artistic choice on my end. And I felt like, uh, yeah, it was good. I, I loved it. Yeah. See, that's the, um, it's, it, you know, you, you don't want to belittle the experience by making it sound like you're like, uh, artistically profiting off of a tragedy because that's not what it is it's more like no using your skills to pay respect you know using, yeah exactly y- using your talents to um yeah to get it right yeah <clears throat> yeah it was so, beautiful yeah i'm glad it turned out good because that is the not the kind of thing i would want to botch <laughs> so right no yeah i i <clears throat> no you did you did good <laughs> But anywho, besides going to be furiously working on the um on the top ten list here soon and uh all that going on, um I can't say for sure because of the time I'm recording this, but I may or may not have had a Thanksgiving with the family by the time you're hearing this. Uh right. Probably the weekend after, maybe. Probably at my brother's house, I guess. I don't even know what the plan <laughs> is for my family for, for, for Thanksgiving at this point. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to Yeah, we'll have to get back to the T hole on that one. <laughs> I do know I do know though well, this is I do know that um my supervisor at work is uh so long as everybody pitches in so long as everybody pitches in at least three dollars um she's gonna make sure that we have um like a thanksgiving dinner at work before shift Ooh. yeah so so the three dollars is to guarantee that we get a plate and to help her get the uh ingredients for what she's making because she's gonna do all the cooking thanksgiving potluck oh yeah oh cooking cooking so not a potluck so okay no yeah no she's gonna be making it damn okay that is okay. she's gonna be making it. it's a homemade thanksgiving dinner from my supervisors i'm not gonna say no she can have three dollars <laughs> i'm gonna no, i'm gonna make sure i get a plate because yeah, that's oh, an easy man. ask. That's an easy ask. Yeah, three dollars. That she knows. She like she gets it. She times are tough. Yeah, yeah, no joke. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of work and all that, that's really all the only thing that's going on. The um, the new job is going well so far. It seems I won't be getting a whole lot of hours on account of it being. Um, you know, seasonal work and all, but, um, 
it does look like closer to like within the next week or so here it's going to pick up a little bit it'll be you know get closer to uh-huh. certain holidays and whatnot um but basically i've either been in the back of the store breaking down pallets and sorting them onto other pallets based off the the product that it is so it can go out to the floor and be stocked or um i'm on the floor stocking the tech area and for a while there it was all about getting it you know where it needs to go today though because i didn't have any tech freight instead Mm. i I spent my time there completely reorganizing the tech area so that so that it looked a lot more like approachable because we have like a problem with like like stuff wasn't like in the right spots because it was people who were there before me were stocking it based off of like what looks like what instead of what its price is and mm-hmm. this is the kind of store where everything that's the same price needs to be on the same shelf. It doesn't matter if they're from the same family or not. If one Avengers headset is $5 and another is five fifty five, then they're going on different shelves, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, we, I reorganized the whole thing and I made it look a lot ni- nicer and neater. And it's very, um, it's all like arranged by price properly and all that. And it, it, it looks a lot better. It was an absolute disaster before, but Mm-hmm. It's good now, um. So, yeah. Uh, and outside of that, that's the long and short of it. And I'll say here that I finished season two of Loki. The finale was absolutely insane. I won't say any spoilers here on the show, but holy hell! Um, there you go. If you're a fan of Norse mythology, I think you'll like this ending for sure. Um. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pre, it's one of those things where like, you know, when you fuck around with time travel shit way too much, you can end up writing yourself into a corner and they, uh, they wrote themselves out of that corner in the most perfect way they possibly could. So, okay. Um, and we got more Jonathan majors in this one, um, who you may remember from season one is he who remains and from Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania as Kang the conqueror. Um, and he is back in this one as Victor timely. Um, and yeah, uh, Owen Wilson continues to be entertaining Tara strong as an animated clock. Who's also a villain. (laughs) is very like really good um i loved it i just i'm that's okay i'm I'm not see this is why i didn't do a media corner for it because that's all i can say i can't i literally can't like normally i can talk about things spoiler free give a spoiler free review not this season of this show it's physically impossible there's no way in hell i can talk about it at all without spoilers any more than I already did. And then short round from Indiana Jones is in it. I'm not going to, I butcher his name every time I I say it. So I'm not going to try to say it, but, Mm. um, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's the long and short of that. I finished that. And yeah, um, nothing else, nothing else really had Jimmy Johns for the the first time in a long time today. There you go. Yeah, I had the 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 bacon ranch, uh, Ooh, chicken chicken okay. bacon chicken bacon ranch barbecue wrap. Oh, that sounds yummy right now. Yeah, it was. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah. Um, um I played more of uh, Man of Medan. Ooh yeah. 
Oh my gosh, it just keeps getting better. Has anyone died? My- has anyone died yet? Uh, Conrad. Oh, uh, what happened? What'd you do? Uh, it was um okay. So what happened was he was getting chased around by this ghost that was a um uh modeled after like a pinup girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. And it it followed him up the like. What would be considered an exhaust pipe for a, a ship? Conrad's and... the Sean Ashmore character, right? Yes. Oh, yes. that's right. Okay, I, he wasn't even on the ship for me. I remember we talked about this. Yes. Um, and uh, it gave me the option to either confront the ghost or jump. I didn't factor in how far the jump was. <laughs> Oops. So... I figured, okay, I'm probably going to die. I, this He's probably going to die either way. That's probably rigged like this. So that because of the, the choice I should have made was to have him go on the rescue boat. So I chose to have him jump. And he died on impact. Well, on, like his, it, he cracked the back of his skull open. Right. Just just for context, if it sounds like we're talking, if it sounds like we're continuing a conversation that you haven't heard the beginning of, folks, that's because it it's in an episode that you haven't heard yet. It uh, Yes. Yeah, it's funny. The episode that we're recording after this one will be coming out before it, and the episode we recorded before this one will be coming out after it, so. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Oops. The tear Spoiler alert. The Tearjerkers episode is coming out in the beginning of December, um, then followed by the Game Awards discussion, and then yes. and then we'll be doing a, a, a holiday media episode, like our favorite Christmas movies, uh and TV like TV show specials or like or holiday specials and shit like that you know just like you mm-hmm. know holiday related shit in general media wise yeah um and then after that we'll be taking a winter break and then we'll come back after the new years and do our 2023 year in review yes so that's that's our game plan so that'll be a whole another year older but when we record that one <laughs> yeah, and by that point we'll be caught up again, and we'll be recording these in real time again. We're just yes because of time sensitive shit and like schedules and stuff like that. We had to. It really started with the fact that we had to record that Halloween episode way ahead of time. Oh, oh because, yeah, mm-hmm. because of other people's schedules. So yep. Mm-hmm. But um, all right. Well, besides Man of Madon, what else is new? Ah. Uh... Just been working a lot. Um, this yesterday at work. Uh, fucking okay. So I I get up into the trailer that they have me. So they had me in the California truck this uh, tonight. Uh, last night, and I get into the truck and I see graffiti written on the inside of the fucking trailer. <laughs> Someone drew a fucking penis with jizz coming off the end of it whole shaft balls and a whole nine yards and a swastika <laughs> on the other side. Oh my God. I'm like, uh, uh, 
supervisor lady, um, there's, you should probably see this. And then that towards the, like the very back of the trailer, there was a hole in the floor that looked like they attempted to patch it up, but didn't have much luck. That was a bigger issue than the graffiti. For the love of God. So they had to get a. They had to completely, completely swap out the trailer, and my volume was coming down the ramp, and it got so backed up so many times. I looked. I, I called down to the, the supervisor on duty. I'm like, hey, is it possible that we could get like a third person in here, like one constantly playing traffic jam, breaking the jam while. Me and this guy here load the shit in the truck. Oh like, yeah, I can do that. Like perfect. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Work smarter, not harder, folks. That's a way to do it. But yeah, when I was doing yeah. seasonal work at UPS last year, there on some days there was a lot of downtime and there was just like Oh no, this one is this one's we're we're getting volume for like peak season at this point. Yeah. And there is I don't know if I would be able to given I have my daughter right now. Um but there are opportunities to make more money with the company. And that is basically like be like a package runner during the day. And then I would go to my shift at night. So basically I would ride along in one of the big brown trucks and I would run the packages up to the door for the driver and I would make money while doing so. I almost did that before I ended up being a line person. Uh, Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Just because like they didn't, they didn't have any openings like I was, I was in line to be to do the packing mm-hmm. to do the truck thing, but they didn't have any openings, and and they were like, "Well, we hired you, so we got to give you work." So we're like, "I guess we'll put you on the line." Okay. Yeah. So that's uh, okay. That's how that came to-, to be, and then seasonal ended, and all the seasonal workers left. They didn't keep any of the seasonal workers last year, just because it wasn't it wasn't busy enough to justify it. Right. My, uh, a buddy of mine had applied and he had applied with for like a seasonal position, but then I told him like, Hey, 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 see if you can, uh, get that application switched to like a full-time position, because if there's any full-time positions open, that is because the starting, the starting rate for full-time workers is $21 an hour. Yes, it is part-time. But you also get union benefits when you get when you um when you reach thirty days worked. Not thirty days of employment, thirty days of work. And you the insurance is free uh once you reach the allotted amount of time you need to be with the company to receive benefits, which is like six months. But the insurance is free with as so long as you're paying your union dues. And from my understanding, it is phenomenal insurance. And there are some people that only work at the UPS 
just for the benefits and they have a, 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 a second job. Okay. Yeah. The, from what I hear, the, the benefits are amazing. Well, here's to hoping you get hired on full-time then once the... Well, that, that's, that's the thing. With UPS, it, there's been people that have worked there for 15, 20 years before they ever got full-time. Oh. It's all based. It's all based on seniority. I see. Okay. Well, it's all based on seniority. Woof! That is a long line. That's like waiting for the roller coaster at Six Flags long. That's what I'm fucking saying, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, criminy! Amazon's crap. looking pretty nice right about now. <laughs> okay. Okay. At oh. least they. At least they have day one benefits. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. But yeah, no. Yeah, and I, I hear they actually let you use toilets now. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. Oh, moving up in the world. A little uh, bit. <laughs> All right. Well, that um sounds like a good enough life update to me. So I'm just gonna yeah. Go ahead and. Shimmy on, dimly skimly on over here to the media corner. Scoop the boop bop do, and all that. Yes. <laughs> all right, everyone. Here we are at the media corner, the part of the show for the news, reviews, and recommendations. And yes. um, yeah, we've got we've got some big news in this one. Yeah, you want to kick us off? Every, you want to kick us yeah, off? Yeah, I think every I think everyone has been waiting to hear this. The uh, the the actor strike is over, guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, bro. <laughs> so many new, so so many announcements, Bruh. What the, Bruh. You, Did you just you just tried to do the pew 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 horde and it get, I guess. It, it came out? You, <laughs> this, this I said I said bam 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 pew and this man said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? That, no man, that's that's the failure buzzer at a basketball game. What is? <laughs> like, this he <laughs> sounds like a fucking goose got stepped on. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> Bagpipe with throat cancer. What the <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Alright. Well, with that celebratory ant out of the way, uh, so many new, So many new things are coming out of this. Of course. Oh, and I'm so excited. And I've talked about this uh, this just just to rattle off a list that I, that I can think of off the top well the one the one thing that really comes to mind is my daughter's been watching this movie a lot lately inside out mm-hmm. yeah inside out 2 was confirmed by disney right after the actor's strike fucking dropped yep that's that's a big i in- got that that's a big one and i'm so excited for the second one the so- trailer itself was enough to be like yep i'm hooked yeah, the fact that we're getting Maya Hawk in it because she's great. I love her. She was in Stranger Things. Um uh she plays one of the new emotions anxiety in this one. And <laughs> Okay. So we 
didn't like so i watched the trailer too and at the end they talk about all these new emotions coming in it like goes through the names of them really really fast and yes there's a there's also a poster out that you can look at that um Mm -hmm. that shows them peeking their heads up and under this manhole underneath the main ones yeah and so i have a prediction my predict here's what i predict those those four we already know anxiety she's been confirmed she's been confirmed in the trailer the other three in that poster that you can barely see are Mm. the pink one is embarrassment Um, okay these are teenager emotions, remember. So Yes, because Riley's a teenager at this point. Right. The purple one is boredom, I believe. Okay. And I, I, I was bored a lot as a teenager, so yeah, I could I could agree with that. And the little blue one with the sparkly eyes that has a sense of wonderment, that's envy. That is like Ooh. like being envious or or even jealous of other people but like or okay. like envy to the point of idolizing someone else like maybe there's like a, the cool girl in high school that she idolizes and she wants to be like her that's probably what that little character is going to take care of that kind of shit probably you know? yeah yeah so anyways squeezed in a little inside out excitement there but yeah yeah sure did but yeah um, the actor strike yeah. Woo. There's there's something, and I'll get to it here in a minute when it's my turn. Um, but there is something else to come out of this that uh, that I'm I'm going to talk about that is Marvel related. So, okay. Um, yeah, no, I just so many new things are coming out of this. I'm just excited that we're we're finally going to be getting new movies now or new announcements at this point. I, and maybe seeing some things that are gonna like that were talked about at first, but now that everything's over, can now come into fruition. Yes, actually, another thing that immediately happened after the strikes were over was that we got an actual actor to host SNL. The very next, the very first SNL episode to come out after the strikes ended was uh, hosted by Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Probably plugging his new Willy Wonka movie. Okay. Yeah, probably. Oh, J- Jason Momoa is hosting the next one. Nice. I have to throw this in here because he was he was at one point a host and musical guest of Saturday Night Live. Machine Gun Kelly posted something on his Instagram about saying, oh, if I don't get cast as Link in the live-action Zelda film, <laughs> there's going to be problems. <laughs> like, bro, like, yeah. Y- he ain't, though, man. That's not... No. He's not... He's no. definitely not what they're looking for. He's no. Definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. He's, he's too fucking tall. Nothing wrong with dreaming, but yeah, no. That see, I I see a lot of people saying that Link is more of like a Tom Holland role, you know. Yeah, I could see Tom Holland as Link, yeah. easily. Yeah. Um, Before Machine Gun Kelly, no, fuck <laughs> off with that, bro. <laughs> go go back to Cleveland. <laughs> the fuck? That's a lot. I love your music, but goddamn, yeah. yeah. you're you're doing too much, uh, Coulson. <laughs> But back on the matter of the strikes, though, um, it's worth pointing out, because I heard this when I watched Dead Meat's video about it, um, Mm -hmm. that uh, the studios were 
basically trying to play hardball. They were like, look, we're going to do the AI thing, like it or not. That's the best we can offer you, take it or leave it. And the actors were like, leave it. You know, they're like, we're not budging. They stood firm. And eventually the companies caved. They finally caved. <clears throat> that was the big thing. The actors held out for so long that the that the the corporations, the distribution companies, the the Warner Brothers and the Lions Gates and the shit like that, they all finally caved and said, "Okay, fucking good." Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, fucking good. Like, well, we're gonna pay you once for your likeness, and then we own you. No, mm-hmm. if you're gonna if you're gonna use their likeness, they better get the fucking royalties from it. The fuck? Exactly. So yeah. It's good to know. This is good for everyone, though. It's good for yes. the actors, because the thing we have to remember, it's very easy to point out. Yeah, sure, a lot of these, the actors and people that were without work, they weren't hurting or nothing because they had their residuals and shit still, you know. Yeah. But you know who was hurting is the people behind the scenes that you don't see, the cameramen, the crew people, the, yep. ma- the makeup artists, the people who don't have millions and millions of dollars in fancy mansions to fall back on. You know? Exactly. They Those are the... You know, those are the people who were hurt the most by it, and that was... Oh, I believe it. It's, it's good for them that they can finally get back to work, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, it's... So, yeah. Um, good all around. Good for good for yes. everybody. And good for the audience, too, because we get, we get the thing... Not that that was the important part, but, you know, things can finally start flowing again. Yeah, You know, moving exactly. forward. So... All good stuff. Um, yes. Well, on that note, another thing to come out of it and a piece of news that I have, because uh, I actually, yeah, I have one of each day, one news, one review, one recommend. Um, excuse me. So, my news is that next year, for the first time in a long time, Marvel is slowing down. And Deadpool 3 will be the one and only MCU movie to come out in the entire year of 2024. Oh, man. Now, that is not to say that... That's unheard of. <laughs> that's, that's not to say that there won't be shows, too, but usually, but they've been, right, doing, they've been right. doing a pattern of like releasing three movies and three shows every year. Next year, one movie. And I think this is going to be a good thing for, for several reasons. One... Yeah, it might... Yeah. If you're going to put one MCU movie out in a year, just one... Let it... Deadpool... Yeah, let it be Deadpool, a banger. Yeah, Deadpool is the one. Yeah. Let it be a banger like Deadpool. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely something like that. Um, And not only that, but the superhero... Like, I, I haven't been hit by it, personally. I mean... Maybe a little bit, maybe a smidgen, you know, like to to an extent. It's like I'm not as hype as I used to be, but I still enjoy everything. And it feels kind of like I'm just along for the ride now. Like it's an enjoyable ride. Um, But like post endgame, a lot of people got hit with the superhero fatigue and they're not as into it as they used to be. And now it feels like there's just too much to catch up on. And sometimes people want to. That's exactly how I feel. (laughs) And sometimes people want to see one of the movies, but then they're like, oh, shit. But I, in order to understand what's going on, I probably got to watch like seven TV shows, you know, and it's like, yeah. So Pretty fucking much. That's why I'm picking and choosing what I watch in the MCU. The fuck? <laughs> so, um. Picking and choosing. Yeah. So, um. That's so I think that this is actually going to be a good thing because like. 
you know, it, it's yeah. it's it's the Ubisoft thing with Assassin's Creed, right? They kept pushing the games out like one every year for so long, and it got kind of people got tired of it after a while. So after Valhalla, they took a break for a while. Then they came back this year with Assassin's Creed Mirage, and it was a fucking banger. So. Sometimes yeah. sometimes a break is what you need. Let's not forget that Marvel does have plans to bring the X-Men and Fantastic Four into the MCU. And they're uh-huh. and that's down the line here coming up very, very soon. We're getting closer and closer to the X-Men shit for sure. Um Oh yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> If you know, you know. Yeah. But um the other thing is that I think in general, like DC's probably still going to be putting shit out, but like I think in general, this will be a good thing for Marvel if they can kind of like you know just kind of slow down and give people <clears throat> give people a year to take a breather. It'll give them uh, a quote unquote tolerance break and yeah. let them reignite that passion again. You know, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe, maybe this year break. I mean, if if somebody's already hit with superhero fatigue, I highly doubt it. But maybe for some people, that year break, like that year of not new things coming out, would be like a good time for them if they wanted to, to catch up on the stuff they've missed that they want to see. So they don't feel like so far behind when the new stuff comes out. You know what I mean? Like some yeah. of that might be a problem too. It's like the sunk cost fallacy. At some point, it's you're you're weighing like the um the the time versus effort on a scale you know um yeah so and uh for a lot of people it's not so much about how much there is to watch so much as it is trying to keep up with what's still coming out and catching up on what they missed at the same time it's exactly more so they're like well if there's a year break from new stuff coming out that gives me time to catch up on the stuff i haven't seen you know if yeah so so it's it it can be i feel like this is a good thing all around no matter how it works for people yeah it's just you know absolutely a nice a nice breather um that we can all take a, a brief intermission, if you will. Um, yeah. And, and speaking of Deadpool three, definitely excited for that. Uh, there's a dog in this one, and his name is Dogpool, and he is. Oh, really? He is a version of Deadpool from another universe, where he is a dog, and he got his powers from having like. Cos- oh, they're doing the multiverse shit with this. Nice. How else do you think it's part of the MCU? <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, and Dogpool got his powers from cosmetic surgery experiments. Okay. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to that. Plus, you know, Wolverine's in this one, too. So Yes, in his glorious blue and yellow suit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I think all of, if I think, I think I speak for all Marvel fans when I say we've been waiting for this. I'm just curious to see if certain things that have come to be lately that I will not spoil uh, as um, scenes in uh, recent movies will um, somehow play into this movie when it comes out as well. Right. Yeah. So, you know what I'm talking about because I told you. But Uh-huh. So, I do wonder. I do wonder. But, okay. Well... Um, 
that was both of our pieces of news. Um, do you have any other news or reviews or recommendations for us? I have. I ha- at the time of this recording, this happened maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, but there was a tragedy that uh, happened, and I only recently started watching this show earlier this year, and I. I love it. It's it's fucking hilarious. It's a, a staple from the '90s. Friends, rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Uh, another one gone uh, way too soon. Um, apparently the the nine one one operators got um call of a about a fifty four year old male. Uh, who had like drowned in his hot tub at, at his in his home or out outside of his home? Uh, but there was no narcotics or alcohol found in the vicinity. Now, all of the coast, all of his co-stars from Friends attended his uh, attended his uh, private funeral service this uh, this was a, a quote from all of his cast members his castmates we are all so utterly devastated by the loss of Matthew we were more than just castmates we were a family their statement read there is so much to say but right now we're going to take a moment to grieve and process this unfathomable loss in time, we will say more as, as and when we are able, the statement continued, for now, our thoughts and our love are with Maddie's family, his friends, and everyone who loved him around the world. Now, I give props to Lisa Kudrow, who played the role of Phoebe in Friends. Uh, from the sounds of it, I have read that she is considering adopting uh, Matthew Perry's dog. Oh, taking 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 him in. That's, yeah, that's sweet. Who who better to go with than someone who who Matt Matt was was close with? You know, like yeah. The, the, I mean. It, like it, like their statement said, it we're, we weren't just castmates; we were a family. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes people grossly underestimate like how close a lot of the actors grow to each other when they're doing like seasons upon seasons of a show that runs forever and ever. Like they're oh, gro- look, they're growing up together; they become a family. And there yeah, are, exactly. Like think of shows of like The Walking Dead when they kill off a character that's been on there for a long, long time. When you look, at yeah. The, when you look at the behind the scenes, you can see the other actors crying because that character is leaving the show. Their their friend isn't working with them anymore. Anymore. they're 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 leaving the job and yeah. it's like you know oh we don't get to see each other every day anymore yada yada and it's almost like they're dying for real like they you know they're right it's, exactly. it's so emotional over i mean it. look at look at how look at how close the cast of supernatural got over the 15 seasons that they did yep yep 
Yeah, uh, it's 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 they, they, they when they say that it's a fucking fact. Look at how close Bob Saget, Dave Coulier, and uh, John Stamos were all those years after Full House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the flip side, though, there are also stories of people who, like, famously hated each other on set in different things, yep. too. <laughs> yup. There's, um, no, there's no doubt about that. Especially, apparently, like, Megan Fox and Michael Bay constantly got into it on the set of Transformers. Like, constantly. Yep. Yep. I remember. I've heard about that. Oh, shit. But, yeah, R.I.P. Matthew Perry. That was... Yeah. yeah it's always always tragic. Um, no, though I don't know how to follow the death of an actor properly, so I'm just going to jump into it. Um, there you go. So, I went to the movie theaters recently, and I saw The Marvels. Um, how was it? I really enjoyed it. I don't want to say more than I was expecting it to, because that makes it sound like I had low expectations. That isn't quite mm-hmm. the I had... Was I had indifferent expectations. They weren't necessarily okay. They weren't high or low. They were kind of like I was seeing a lot of seven out of ten, <laughs> seven out of tens before I saw it. So I was like, okay, that's where I'm going to set my standards. Then it ended up being more of an eight out of ten for me. So okay, um, you know, so uh, it it's very so the the story here is that. Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and Monica Rambeau mm-hmm. are all because of some shit having to do with rips in space time. Every time one of them uses their powers at the same time as another one, they end up swapping uh-huh. swapping places. So oh. the so okay. because Captain Marvel is basically a god tier superhero at this point, like there's fucking like nothing she can't do i um how do you handicap a character that's basically god well you make it so that they can't use their superpowers efficiently and oh so by making it so anytime they use their powers they swap places randomly with another superhero you know Oof. okay so so that is how that is how these three girls come to meet each other or meet up with each other with Monica and Carol already knew each other, but and Kamala Khan is like a huge fangirl of Captain Marvel, so you know that's that leads to a you lot. You played of- as her in the uh, the, Mar- the Marvel Avengers game at, uh, a couple times. Yes. Yep. Uh huh. And but so even though this sh- this movie is called The Marvels and it's marketed as a sequel to Captain Marvel, <clears throat> it's really not. This is more of a sequel to Miss Marvel than it is anything else. Because, okay. like, her bangle is super important to the story. The It focuses on her quite a bit. She gets a lot of character development in this movie, learning a pretty good lesson about how sometimes the people we idolize are also just people like us, mm-hmm. and they have feelings <clears throat> too, you know? Miss um, Marvel being the show that they did for Disney+, Plus, right? Yes, and okay. uh, the girl that plays Kamala Khan is awesome. I Kamala, again... Part of what makes this movie so fun is her because she is just okay. She is adorably charismatic and like okay. infectiously optimistic. Um, All right, yeah, she is like be, you, she, her character is supposed to be like when we were kids geeking out over superheroes. That's her. That's that's what she is. Oh, that's awesome. Um, 
and you know she does it to almost cringe levels at time but it's like it's it's weirdly endearing you know you know i'm gonna backtrack a little bit i remember back when the first toby mcguire spider-man movie came out and there was a comic book store here in town that's no longer here they've they've since been taken over by uh top cut comics or i don't even know if that comic book store is even there anymore but last i knew it was top cut comics back when i was younger or when the first toby mcguire spider-man movie came out it was known as tomorrow is yesterday and it was a comic book store there was a guy dressed up as spider-man doing like comic book signings so I went, and the line was horrendous, and I got my first comic book signed by signed by a Spider-Man impersonator. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. I don't remember. I don't know what happened to that comic book. I'm not gonna lie. So, I it's it's long gone at this point. So um, unfortunately, <laughs> that that is unfortunate. Wow. Um. The unfortunate Spider-Man. If I remember correctly, it was, uh, it was the, um, it was an amazing Spider-Man, uh, comic book, um, because it had the, 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 the lizard doctor in it. Dr. Connors. Yeah. Yes. Dr. Connors. Yeah. Okay. The lizard guy. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll have a little more on that later too. But, um, <laughs> but back on to the Marvels. Uh, overall, this movie was just a lot of fun. I had someone ask me before how it was, and I said it was a very fun movie, and they're like, "Oh no, that means it's bad." I was like, "What? How do you get that out of fun? Like, what the f- is, right? Is no. fun is fun bad for you? I don't understand." Um. This movie, obviously, it didn't do well, unfortunately, because, you know, the internet just hates on anything with female leads at this point. So, yeah, so I, you know, um, and it didn't get a lot of good marketing, but, but I, I think people are sleep, they're going to sleep on this movie and they're going to be mad that they slept on it because I'm not going to spoil anything, obviously, but I will say, if you're wondering if this is one of those MCU movies where characters from other movies and shows show up at some point or another, the answer is yes. And it's it's extremely important to the overall MCU lore when they do, uh, the the shit that it's setting up. And, but obviously I'm not going to say who and when and why, but I will also say this. The credit scene, of which there's only one in this movie. It's a mid-credit scene. After that, you can leave. Um, the credit scene in this movie has got to be one of the most holy shit jaw-dropping credit scenes in the entire MCU history. Like, there have been some good oh. ones, but this one was like, holy fucking shit. You know, like, this is like... They're I setting feel, up I, for something big, huh? Yeah, I kind of feel like this, like, Marvel intentionally put this particular credit scene at the end of this particular movie just to piss off and punish the people who wouldn't go see it because women, 
You know what I mean? Right. So, like, they're like, oh, you won't see the movie because of who's in it? Well, you're going to miss out on one of the best credit scenes ever. Like, obviously, they can just watch it online later or whatever, but, like, I, like, but like they don't get to see it first, you know? Those of us who went to see this right. movie got rewarded greatly. <clears throat> exactly. I, I don't regret a second of it. It was actually a really good movie. It had some very funny lines, some really cool action. Here's the thing. There's, like, a That's whole... Pr- there's like a whole training scene in this movie because they realize they're like, okay, if we use our powers at the same time, we randomly swap places. And uh-huh. how how this happens in the beginning of the movie when all three of them are in completely different locations fighting completely different enemies, they keep accidentally swapping places and getting into fights in each other's locations. And it is uh-huh. really, really fucking cool, actually. Like, it's just so fun to watch. It's creative. This is a very original concept for a superhero movie. I've never seen the whole randomly swapping places when we use our powers shit before. Right. It, puts, it puts an interesting handicap on it that they've never dealt with before. Oh, you know? yeah, absolutely. I'll, yeah. I'm probably going to wait till this one comes to Disney Plus to watch it, though, to be honest. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm you're interested in it though. That says a lot. Yeah, you know? no, I I want to I want to see this. Um and yeah, if only for the credit scene. Um No, I want to see it for the movie too cuz it sounds like a fun movie. It is very fun. Like just stupid fun. Like just turn your I've brain, se- I brain saw the trailer fun. and I yeah. the, the just the just the laughs that I got from the trailer made me want to see it. This is like Barbie movie fun. I wouldn't say yeah. it's, I wouldn't say it's as good as that movie, but it's like it's that kind of like just just shut up and enjoy it fun. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That kind of don't think too hard about it. Just just enjoy. Um, exactly. And of course, Goose is back in this as the orange cat who's actually an alien species known as a flurkin, and you can tell that he's an alien because when he opens his mouth, tentacles come out. Um, it was the flurkins that got me intrigued from the trailer. Yeah, and so, yes, it, it's not a spoiler because it's in the trailer. Yes, there is a scene in this movie with a ton of flurkin kittens running around. That's exactly what got, that's why, that's why I got, that's why I was so intrigued. Is the, 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 the shit, the wave of goddamn fucking flurkin kittens. Well, here's the other thing, too. Remember, these are flurkins. I know they look like cats, but they're flurkins. They open their mouth, tentacles come out, and they can eat anything. Like, like even if it's like ten times their size, they swallow it whole. And... Their mouths, yeah. their mouths are portals to a pocket dimension where they can store things. So it's not like they're eating it; they're storing it because they can regurgitate it back up later. And that's be- gross. But because people, <laughs> but because people know that they could do this, it's fucking hilarious. Because it's like, yeah. you see a little bit of it in the trailer, but you get some scenes in this movie of people running scared from kittens. Because <laughs> yeah, it's great. I, I I really enjoyed it. The movie surprised me. I, this is one of those ones that people are prejudging harshly, and they are stupid for doing so because it is actually like way better than they think it is. Like yeah, it's like <clears throat> ob- objectively, I think this is a very fun movie. I think objectively, it's a seven out of ten, which is still a C. It's a passing grade. I yeah, but for me personally, it's an eight out of ten. You know. Okay. Um, I don't think there's anything really wrong with it per se. It's just that it does eventually, you know, it it does eventually fall into the usual pit of Marvel cliches and you know, right. over CGI nonsense and all that. But the fight choreography in this movie is really good. 
I will say that. Right. Especially because there's a montage scene of them working together and training on how to synchronize their powers and the teleportation Uh thing so that they can use this hindrance as, as a benefit during combat, you know? Right. So, and learn how to sync up that way. And it's really cool how they do it. I, fucking enjoyed the hell out of this movie i'm not gonna lie so hell yeah i didn't think i didn't think it's the most fun i've had with an mcu movie since the last spider-man like right multiverse of madness was fun but it was also dark and gritty and guardians i still need to watch that guardians of the galaxy 3 was fucking depressing um, yeah and i loved it but it was depressing this movie though this movie is just stupid fun like just fun so okay yeah definitely really enjoy but there are a couple of sad moments in it a couple of serious moments but overall very fun so okay solid eight out of ten out of me so there you go you got a third thing for us today i do so i last i knew carlos mencia was long gone from the stand-up comedy uh scene i was browsing peacock and i saw this man has a new comedy special. And oh, in said okay. comedy special, he mentions that, if, yeah, you can Google it. I am the first person that the internet has ever tried to cancel. And I <laughs> still came back. Or some it, shit like that. Interesting. Yeah, like... Well, that's he's that's, he's funny. He's funny. Like that's because I do have to say something <laughs> about that. That because I um uh, the uh, someone from Cinema Sin said it best one time, and I'm not gonna. I can't repeat what they said verbatim because so this is paraphrasing. But basically, they said canceling isn't real. They said it's one of two things. It's either A, it's consequences of your actions, in which case you deserve it, or B, it's people overreacting to something, in which case it'll die down eventually and you'll come back. They said if you come back, that's proof that you were never canceled in the first place. Be- you know, That's fair. Like, everyone who's been quote-unquote canceled has somehow, some way bounced back unless they actually really deserved it. Like Roseanne. Right. You know? <laughs> right. So and even she came back. Did she? Yeah, I guess she did. Yeah, she so, did. She did come back. Exactly. So there you go. There's your proof. Canceling isn't real. It just lives rent free in your head. Yeah. So you now, like fucking another thing that he had mentioned <laughs> in the show, like like yeah, like you'll go home and say is go on your social media and say something like that. You've been you came to the show, and then you'll get all the haters talking like oh whose jokes is he, is he, is he telling or some shit like that <laughs> oh man because i mean he, that's the whole reason that they the internet tried to cancel him in the first place is because it came out that he was using other comedians jokes and making them his own i i have to ask though just based off what you're seeing so far did, was this like an actual stand-up routine, or was this like the last time Dave Chappelle did a thing where instead of stand-up, he just got up there and bitched for an hour? You know? Oh no 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 <laughs> like, no no! This this okay. was this was a legitimate stand-up special. He was fucking okay. funny. I, okay. I was laughing. Okay. I, my my stomach hurt so so bad. I was <laughs> it, I was laughing so hard. Good to know. <clears throat> no, it's fucking funny. 
But yeah, no, it's on Peacock if you want to call it. If, if or if wow, words are hard. Um, if you want to watch it, it is on Peacock and it is titled Carlos Mencia. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Here I be. <laughs> Everywhere I go, there I am. Uh huh. <laughs> right. Oh, I love it. No, nah, it was good. Here's Carly. Oh my gosh. I'm glad you enjoyed that. So that's a that's a is that a recommend or a review? No, it was a re- it was a recommend. Okay. All right. Um. Well, the last thing for me, it's not a review because I haven't finished it yet. But at the time of recording this, I'm probably like a good I don't know maybe halfway through. Uh, the video game Spider-Man 2. I'm just keeping it all, I'm just keeping my media corner Marvel related today. So, you know the old adage, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah. Well, there's an addendum to that. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, but instead, make it better. Ooh, and that's okay. what this game does. Everything you loved about Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales is in this game, but better. The the swinging is the swinging feels better and it's faster. Keep in mind this is a PS5 exclusive, so it's taking full advantage of the haptic feedback and adaptive triggers too. Oh, I'm so excited to play this! So when you're swinging and you're squeezing that trigger, you can feel the pressure when you squeeze it. You know, you're getting that out there. Um, I'm gonna be fighting to win to win that first place because I have a twenty dollar gift card sitting in my PlayStation (laughs) Stars for this game. The, oh, I'm gonna be. Oh, oh, you guys. <laughs> the gameplay, the gameplay, like the the combat is just as fluid as it's ever been. It's um, you know, it, even on easy, it's a little bit challenging. Um, uh, I I do not recommend taking the mainline the narrative route in this game. I would okay. say, but also you don't have to go out of your way and do everything either, unless you really want to. I. Like, for what I do is when I'm swinging to the next story mission, anything that organ mm. anything that organically pops up in my way along the way, I take care of. So, like, if I'm swinging mm-hmm. to the next story mission and a crime starts happening and it's a few blocks over, I'll swing over uh-huh. and knock it out real quick and then get back to what I was doing. And that's right. worth it because you're getting experience points, you're getting – because by the end of the hey, game, exactly. in the later stages, and some of these enemies get – difficult you're gonna need those upgrades you're gonna need oh, those yeah. gadgets oh um, of course but anyways in this game you play as both peter and miles and yes you can switch oh with, that's badass you can switch between them at will using the phone app anytime you want but also certain, oh that's awesome certain story moments force you to play as one or the other you know that makes sense no that makes sense yeah, so, and they each have their own series of subquests and collectibles, too. There are certain quests that only Miles can do, and there are certain quests that only Peter can do. That makes sense. Yeah, and they both have their own shit going on simultaneously. You know, Peter's mm-hmm. doing doing science stuff for a lab, Miles is doing stuff for his college, you know? Yep, um, <clears throat> makes sense. And... All of their skills are back, too. Miles still is, like, the stealth-focused one because he can turn invisible and shit like that. Now, um, yeah. I'm curious as to if they're ever going to bring in Spider-Gwen or Ghost, I, uh, Ghost Spider I can't uh, into, f- into these games. I, I can't. I'm, wonder- I'm, I'm waiting for it. 
I can't say for sure, and I wouldn't know where I'm at now, but I will say, I can say this. I'm obviously no spoilers. I won't give anything away, you know, directly, but there are some winks and nods to other Marvel properties in here in a way in a way that makes it feel like this world is bigger than it is and i think i think insomniac is is in the beginning stages of building their own video game based marvel universe because that makes sense they confirmed that the x-men the wolverine game they're making is in the same universe as spider-man and they're like there was, Ooh. like, when you're in New York, you can see the Avengers Tower. You can see Doctor I was going to say, I, I know I've seen the you, Avengers Tower in there before. You can see Doctor Strange's Sanctum in there, uh, in a, uh, there too, you know, and stuff like that. And there's, like, a couple mentions of him, you know, offhanded mentions of him. So, like, he's there. He's in the universe. You never actually yeah. see him. But, like... You know, because that's not the focus. This isn't like a bunch of cameos and shit. Like the most right. the heroes you see are from the Spider-Man Rogues Gallery. You know, makes um, sense. Heroes and villains. You're seeing characters like Wraith and Black Cat and shit like that. Yeah, you're not, you're not seeing Iron Man and Captain America. You know, no. Um, but there are winks and nods to these other characters, and it makes the universe feel bigger. You know, and more. Yeah, alive. Oh, of course. Um. And there are some gameplay upgrades in this game that really improve the overall like traversal and play style. One of those okay. things, one of those things is web wings, so you can straight Ooh. up you can straight up glide now. And what? Yeah, you can glide now, and there is um, if you can if you catch an updraft, you can go higher, and there are wind tunnels you can glide into that will push you forward really far, and it's like one of the fastest ways to get across one of the bridges, actually. That's nice. the other thing, too. The map is the biggest it's ever been. It's the whole map from the first game and the whole map from Miles Morales combined. You get access to both sides Ooh. of New York this time, and you can cross, okay. you can cross the bridge from one side to the other anytime you want. Um, Very nice. Yep, so you get the whole map to play with. The other super helpful gameplay addition in this one is um, the the web line, which basically is... Yeah, so basically you aim at a flat spot on a wall and you shoot your web and it creates like a like a clothesline from where you're at to the to that spot that you can walk across that you can you can basically make your own path, your own stealth, okay. stealth path. Yeah. Dude, between those features and the combat and the stealth and all the this is going to be nuts, but this Spider-Man 2 is probably the closest thing we're ever going to get to another Batman Arkham game. Straight uh, up. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. <laughs> Straight up. Like, it's that It's that good. It's that... Um, good. And there, yes, in case you're wondering, yes, there are more MJ stealth missions in this one, but this time she has a stun gun, and it takes a few hits to knock her out. So they gotcha. they, okay. they learned the same lesson Plague Tale did. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. And there is, one of the things I really like is the representation of the deaf character in this game. Every time she's in the scene, there is a sign language interpreter with her. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, her... She her subtitles are like she does sign language and it's just subtitles and her friends like Miles and Genki when they're talking to each other around her they still use sign language so she knows what they're saying to each other. It's really cool. 
Like, that makes sense. Very, very well done. And yeah, there are a l- lot of characters in this, but there should be. This is like uh, every every hero and villain from the other two games are basically in this one. If Jesus I... fuck. And the okay. reason the reason for that is because the main villain of this game, Craven the Hunter, and his people have chosen New York as their new hunting ground, and they're basically capturing uh, supervillains and. Um, and basically, because Craven the Hunter, his whole thing is that he gets off on the hunt. He he wants a challenge, so they're kidnapping supervillains, and he's hunting down and killing these supervillains for the thrill of it. Because that's just what he does. Jesus and Christ. Spider-Man's trying to stop him, and, and Venom is involved in the story in this one, too. The Venom symbiote is a big, part of, a big part of the story here, too. So, yeah. So you say less. Yeah. Say um, less. But we already knew that from one of the gameplay trailers they showed us on a state of play where they we got yep. to see like 15 minutes of gameplay because we saw mm-hmm. the we saw the venom suit, you know. Yeah. No, so, I, I'm I'm excited about that. So, yeah. So yes, there is eventually um yeah. Uh that's about the point of the game where I'm at. Any uh so Okay. Yeah. So I can't say much more beyond that, but I will say that your combat skills get a major upgrade. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, but also I'm not going to talk about, like, I, also I'm not going to talk about, like, what happens to which character either. Now, you play as two Spider-Men in this game simultaneously. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> double the fun. Um, mm-hmm. But there's definitely, like, two separate stories going on here at once. The story of um, Peter and Harry and MJ going on one thing with their science stuff in the Venom symbiote. And then there's the story of Miles and his want for revenge on on Martin Lee um, and dealing yeah. with, dealing with Martin, that whole thing. Martin Lee was a shit. Yeah, well, he's last a couple games. He's another big part of the story in this one. God damn I'm, it! I I'm telling you, that like I, I told you, man, this game is literally just like uh like a family reunion of all the heroes and villains from the first two games. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus Christ! Okay. It is stuff. There is a lot of shit going on here in this game. But I it believe do- it. It doesn't feel overwhelming. Everything is so fluid, and you just seamlessly jump from one thing to the next, and it's just like, even the, like even when you're swinging, once you get close to your goal, it'll automatically jump into a cutscene where Spider-Man will just swing up and land on the nearest thing that you are, and then it'll go into the cutscene. Like, oh, no, that makes sense. And you know how in God of War Ragnarok, when you would switch from Kratos to Atreus, the camera would pan over from one to the other, and it wouldn't mm. cut or anything. They do that in this too, like when when it forces okay. when it forces you from one Spider-Man to the other. But instead of a, you know pan from one to the other, if you switch like with the phone, then it'll like cut to black and switch to the other one or whatever. But during story moments, when it switches them, it will the camera will literally fly through the whole city to get to the other one. Like it just does one long one take uh, through all the buildings okay. and gets to the other. It's so cool. There is and. Literally, the opening of this game, like, the tutorial is a boss battle against a very popular Spider-Man villain. Um, where you switch between Peter and Miles back and forth throughout the whole fight. It's really okay. cool. It's really cool. Kind of gets you and your that, bearings. That's a spoiler, which is why you worded it like that, correct? 
Correct, yeah. Well, I guess it's kind of a spoiler. I mean, it's literally within the first few minutes of the game, but yeah, we'll call it a spoiler. I will say this, though. The aftermath of this fight leaves the town in a very um, undesirable situation uh, that you kind of have to deal with the aftermath of as side quests throughout the rest of the game. So Jesus, fuck. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's great. I love it. Um, this has been a oh, really so this many. Is, this has been guns. a really good year for games, and I'm sure we said that, or will have had Ben said it in the yeah. predictions episode. But oh yeah, absolutely. Um, that episode, I will have also probably talked about Alan Wake too, um, as well. So uh, another good one this year. But you already heard mm. me talk about that one in the last episode, audience. Sure did. Yeah, <laughs> audience did. But yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyways, though, that was my <clears throat> third and final thing for my media corner. All right, let's do that recap. Yes. So, uh, first was news: the actor strike is over. Then we had news about Deadpool three being the only MCU movie next year. News about the death of Matthew Perry. R.I.P. And then, of course, you <clears throat> talked about the Carlos Mencia stand-up, Here yes. I Am, which can be watched on Peacock. I talked about yes. the, the Marvels, which is currently in movie theaters and nowhere else. Um, and then, of course, Spider-Man 2, I just talked about as well, which is available exclusively on PlayStation 5. So Yes. So, that is your... Media Corner Recap. Yes. Now, on to what I'm sure is going to be the most controversial topic we've ever done. (laughs) Yes. You know what really grinds my gears? This Lindsay Lohan. All right, everyone. Welcome to this episode's topic. Unthankful, the subversive anti-Thanksgiving episode. And that's not to say that the episode itself is anti-Thanksgiving. What I mean to say is that, uh... Every year at Thanksgiving time, people are like, let's go around the table and say what we're all thankful for, you know, before we dig in and all that. And, uh, well, this year I thought we would switch things up a bit and talk about what we're not thankful for, but specifically in media. And I feel like I have to put a disclaimer in here because some people don't understand nuance and satire. Look, this is mostly for laughs, folks. All right. Yes. A little peek behind the curtain here. We're doing this for fun, although we may or may not believe some of the things that we actually say today. It's all tongue in cheek. It's, you know, like, yeah. it, this, this is just, you know, don't be, don't take it personal. If Take uh, it with a grain of salt. Yeah, don't take it personal if we shit on something you like. You don't need our permission to like things. That's not how this works. Um, no. It, you know, so... Um, you know, you do you. Taste is subjective. This is just, uh, we're being a little purposely controversial here just for the fun of it, you know? Um, a while ago, Markiplier on Distractable did an episode called The Hills Will Die On, and they said some fucking crazy shit. Like, Markiplier straight up said that Pokemon was trash. Like, what? Then yeah. is fighting words. Exactly. I'm not gonna go that far. So. <laughs> Um, anyways, see, like, if Ryan was on this episode, he would say Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories is, like, the worst game ever. Like, worse than E.T. Atari, worse than Superman 64. Like. Oof. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. And that is a hot, hot take. Oh. Yes. So, and granted, that is, like, m- my least favorite gameplay-wise in the franchise, but story-wise, it had uh, had good moments. But I'm gonna start us off with a good, uh, a really good one. One that I... Uh, have been moaning about for a while, and now I got a platform to moan louder. It's uh, okay. Character customization in video games. I'm talking about the Bethesda shit, where you open, yeah, you open on this beautiful cutscene, and the guy's like, "Hey, you're awake," and it's like, um, and you know, and like either there's dragons or space pirates or some shit and you're running and you're fighting and then all of a sudden everything comes to a screeching halt when you have to sit there for two goddamn hours and decide what your fucking eyebrows look like. I hate it. I hate it so much. I don't care. I'm playing in first person, first of all. Second of all, I'm wearing a goddamn helmet and I... Why does any of this matter? I don't care. I I (laughs) I forget what I... I spend like ten minutes obsessing over this shit for no reason only to forget what I look like anyways. And then... (laughs) Uh, and it's never it's never good enough. It's never perfect enough. You can fuck with it all day long, and it'll still it'll still look like some kind of deformed thing that was created by what an AI thinks humans look like. Yeah. I, <laughs> so I uh, I don't know. It just it feels like a it, it feels like a waste of my time. Nothing wrong with the games themselves. I love Skyrim. I'm enjoying Starfield, uh, Fallout, whatever. But there are other games too that do this. <laughs> Mass Effect, Dragon Age, two of my favorite franchises. They both have this shit in them. I love those games, but I hate this part of them. I hate it. I I like the <laughs> I like that Mass Mass Effect gives me an easy way out by having a default option. If you're gonna do this. Please have a fucking default option. Just give me a goddamn canonical story mode option for the what the character looks like. Let me pick that and just yeah. go with it because it doesn't have to be me. I don't care. I, I you know I'm gonna be immersed either way. So in the Mass Effect games, you can pick the default John Shepard and his default appearance and everything, and you can just play as him, and you're playing the story of John Shepard. Or you can sit there for two and a half hours and design everything and name the character after yourself. Whatever. It's your story. But me, I don't have the patience for that. I'm trying to get into the game. I don't... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) shit takes way too fucking long. Saints Row does it, and um, uh, so many... many Cyberpunk 2077 does it, too. Yeah, and I understand. That's like literally part of the story, though, because it's all about cyber cybernetic augmentation. So, yeah, I feel, I feel like you can't do a story like that and not have it be that way. But at the same time, it's just like I I'm so I'm, I'm simultaneously so indifferent and indecisive at the same time, and those two sides of me clash with this shit. At one part of me wants it to look perfect, and the other part just doesn't fucking care at all. <laughs> and see, okay. Here's my okay. Let me let me interject here for a second. But the let me go back to Cyberpunk for a second. I get custom cust, character customization. I do. But I, Cyberpunk does something that I've never seen any other game do. Not even Saints Row. You can customize your character down to the size and shape of the genitals. Oh, Saints Row does that too. 
Saints Row the third and the fourth and the, all the other ones, they do that too. Not all, oh, but it's all, it's all censored though. Yeah, it's censored. It's censored. Yeah, it's uncensored in Cyberpunk, but yes. Uh huh. Oh, uh, and uh, there's uh Conan, Conan the bar, the Conan game, the Conan Exiles, the multiplayer one. Um, yeah, that one. Uh, that you, okay. I think you can do that in there too. I think you can, uh, you know, Og have big wee wee you know, <laughs> situation. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is that club in og pants or og just happy to see me <laughs> oh shit <laughs> don't know why I went there with it is but that you know cl- what Fuck it, while we're on the subject, I also want to bitch about live service games, because that's, okay. that's been too much of a thing lately. I should have talked about this in the State of Gaming 2023, <laughs> but I focused way too much on the positives, because it's been a good year for games. But you know what it's also been a good year for? Jim Ryan stepping down from PlayStation. Good fucking riddance, I hate that guy so much. And he, he's... Stupid decisions. He's so focused on live service games, and he was the jackass that was like, oh, we're not going to put new games on the PlayStation Plus tiers because then we're afraid the quality won't be as good. You know, I'm like, well, newsflash, asshole, there have been some day one games on Xbox Game Pass that have been fucking bangers. So eat shit. (laughs) Stray. (laughs) Right. Stray was a day one game. Indie may it be, but it was a day one game on PlayStation Plus that was nominated for Game of the Year. So. Ooh, okay. It was nominated for Game of the Year last year. Like, at the official Game Awards. So, it was like one of the six nominated up against... Oh, yeah. Of course, you knew it wasn't going to win, because it was up against God of War Ragnarok and Elden Uh Ring and like Impossible Odds, but it got fucking nominated out of every game that came out that year. Only six get nominated for Game of the Year every year, and Stray was one of them. And this this asshole is here like, but the quality... Fuck you. I'm (laughs) so glad that he stepped down. And he was making stupid decisions. I hated him so much. I miss Sean Layden. I really do. He was good for PlayStation. You know who I really miss is Kevin Butler. Like, yeah. he did the crazy, like, PlayStation commercials. Um, man, those were, those were the good, good, uh, good marketing days for them. Good PR days. But yeah, yeah, Jim Ryan, he's no, he's no Phil Spencer. He's so, um, mm-hmm. I actually, I like PlayStation more than Xbox, but I like Phil Spencer as a CEO. Like, the man makes good choices. He's making good choices. They're, they're, those games they're putting out on Game Pass are kind of at a loss to the company, you know? Like, it's really not profitable for them. They're not making more money off of it than they're spending, but they're still giving us what we want on day one, especially with the exclusives. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Um, so, yeah, it sure is, you know? Um, and, yeah, they're hurting their own profits to, like, give us, like, these day one experiences at no extra cost, but, like, I I don't know, Jim, he wanted to push so hard for all these live service games, and that's some bullshit that's irritating me, and for people who don't know, live service games are, and they can be single player or multiplayer, but they're games 
Not including MMOs. MMOs are another thing. MMOs get a free pass on this because of the state of them being MMOs. They have to do this. But there are other games, single player, multiplayer, we're talking games like Overwatch and of course games like Fortnite, but also Final Fantasy XV and Assassin's Creed Valhalla did this too. Games that won't die because they continuously get new content over and over again, and what it what it is is a lot of it is that they are nickel and diming the audience. There's a lot of like unethical business practices shoved in here, and a lot of these live service games are like low effort content just pushed out to like they're free to play, but so many of them can be like pay to win or you know pay to unlock these digital skins that are you know basically like collectibles <laughs> um yeah and rocket cool. league being another one yeah and that's that that's cool and all some games can do this fine and get away with it i feel like rocket league personally was i'm glad that i got the platinum in that before it became way too tryhardy uh with the multiplayer because mm-hmm. i would i would hate trying to get the platinum in that now um so with Rocket League, there has been a few skins that I've like shelled out the money to pay for. Like I got the Ecto one from uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I have the <clears throat> I have the um, Ben Affleck uh, Batmobile, and I've got the Robert Pattinson Batmobile. I don't know why I spent money on that one. That one. Oh just, God! It looks like a regular car. Okay, so there are good examples of live service games. Yeah, like Fortnite, Rocket League, they do it right. They do it. I don't have any complaints about them. So I have, I have complaints about some of the people in their fan base. I don't have any complaints about the games themselves for the most part. I think, I think that their business model is lucrative, and they're doing it in a way where it's accessible if you don't want to spend money, and you can even earn in-game currency to spend without spending real money kind of like a mobile game but also like a mobile game it takes fucking forever but the point is you don't have to like in fortnite you're not getting an advantage in the game with the shit you unlock by spending money or unlocking it they're just skins that's literally it skins emoji shit like that as far as the actual gameplay that that is the same for everyone so. There was one other car I had. It was um, get this out of there, out of the way. Uh, it was the DeLorean from Back to the Future. On that note, same for Rocket League. These skins and shit, these fancy hats and what—they're not giving you an advantage in the game. They don't increase your hitbox or nothing. No, no it's they're just still cool the same. as hell. It's still the same for everyone. It's still the same yeah. skill based. So those I can appreciate. Here's where I have a problem. Here's a recent perfect example of this. Konami, these fucking assholes, uh, they uh, oh, they put out a like live service Silent Hill game on mobile devices, and it Fuck. was like it's basically like in when I say live, I mean actually live, as in you had to tune in while it was happening, and you could watch basically this like pre-recorded adventure happening, and the audience that's watching would vote on the choices the character would make on what happens next, and the most votes would win. But here's the real kicker: if you want your vote to be prioritized, you can pay money. 
That's the kind of shit that gets me. That is the that is life service is a cancer in in that regard. Fucking dicks. That that is yeah. They can eat a bag like, of dicks. Yeah, it's 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 nasty, it's gross, it's it's icky, Konami are bad. And I'm very I'm glad that one of my favorite horror developers, Bloober Team, is doing the Silent Hill 2 remake, but I'm very, very, very worried about the fact that Konami is even involved even a little tiny bit. And that <laughs> mm, I don't know. Uh I guess we'll see. But that, uh, yeah, they also did it to Metal Gear Solid with their live service game for that one, Metal Gear Survival. They turned it into a fucking zombie game and added a bunch of... Dude, in that game, (laughs) in that game, you had to buy the ability to save your game. That's fucked. Yeah. This is, that's the kind of live service shit that pisses me off. It's so stupid. Um... Yeah, that is this one. They're nickel and diming people, and I also hate. That's some I'm, bullshit, though. I'm I'm glad that they actually made laws about the in-game gambling stuff because, like, quite frankly, loot boxes and the way that they were basically gambling. Considering that a lot of these free-to-play games audience is mostly kids, I think it's very predatory. I think it's oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, and it yeah, and it's basically gambling, and kids shouldn't be gambling. No. So, yeah, um, so that is, <sighs> um, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Yeah, but yeah, you get the point. There are good live service games, sure. Some of them are fine, but there are a lot of them that there are a lot of games that are coming out and they're trying to be Fortnite and it's just not working. And so many games are shoehorning Battle Royale shit into uh-huh. fr- franchises that don't need it. Like, we literally, we didn't need... A battle royale game set in the Final Fantasy VII universe. That was fucking stupid. And it was on yeah. mobile, on mobile devices. It was on phones too. Like, wh- why? Why? Why do the developers that I loved as a child now make decisions that are borderline just fucking stupid? Business suicide. It is. Oh my god. I just have to wonder, like, so many, they're chasing the live service thing. Frankly, I think, and it's the Suicide Squad game, too. When I was so excited for the concept of this when they first announced it, Suicide Squad has to fight the Justice League, who have all been possessed by Brainiac, and it's in the Batman Arkham universe, and it's the final performance of Kevin Conroy as Batman before he passed away, and... Then we saw the gameplay, and oh fuck, this is a heavily multiplayer-focused live service game. Son of a bitch. Um, yeah, it just it didn't. My it, question to you is: It was disappointed it is, because it is <clears throat> Kevin Conroy's last performance as Batman. Would you cave and get it? I ain't buying it. I would maybe GameFly rental it, but I ain't buying it. Fair. I can't support that decision. Now, hopefully, I think they actually delayed the game so that they can pull a 180 on all that shit, and that is fine if they're going to do that. Because I mean, come on, Rocksteady, you guys made the Batman Arkham games. You're better than this. I mean, well, yeah. you were. You were Batman Arkham Knight was kind of a was kind of a red flag. If I'm being honest, it was it <laughs> yeah, was good. It were... was 
It was good, but it was the beginning signs of a downfall for sure. Um, it was, I mean, it was, it was pretty decent, I think. It, no, the game was good, but there were some elements of things in the game that, if you know where to look and what to look for, you can see some of the developers' failures leaking through the cracks. You know, you can microtransactions. You can start to notice, yeah, when they start introducing things like microtransactions, like, that was the turning point for me with Ubisoft. Sure, they introduced multiplayer into Assassin's Creed, and back then, I actually liked that competitive multiplayer. Assassin's Creed had some bitchin'-ass multiplayer, you know? And I actually played it with some friends like Dylan and them online. Um, nice. Un- Uncharted had really good multiplayer, too, and those were good multiplayer games. They were well-designed, but now all multiplayer is a bunch of microtransaction-riddled, fucking toxic-fueled <clears throat> shitfest uh, in most See, games. Not the only, all, but most. <laughs> the only um, the only microtransactions that Grand Theft Auto Online has is the shark cards. That's it. Yeah, which is, like... I mean, I guess I, mean, like, you're, you're I, buy, I guess you're, I get it, but just let people buy the shit directly instead of all this in between nonsense. Right, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I can't tell you the last time I bought a shark card because in, when I see or something. Yeah, yeah. In, in well, game, they did in, that in, GTA in Online. They did that GTA Online Plus thing, which I think is kind of stupid because, like, you already, no, actually, it's you paid actually, for the game have, already, but you already I paid have, for the game. So why are they nickel and diming you for more content? You know I, I mean? actually, uh, I can attest to GTA Plus. I actually have it. Every time your bill that's six, uh, five ninety nine, uh, per month, and every time your bill, you get, uh, five hundred thousand dollars deposited into your maze bank account in game. Not only that, you get access to like exclusive like. GTA Plus member events. Uh, one of the features that is cool as a GTA Plus member, the gun van. You can put a waypoint on it. If you don't have GTA Plus, you you're you basically you basically just have to ha- come up happen upon the gun van. Okay, okay. I, it helps. I, I hope you realize. What you're basically telling me here is that they locked normal gameplay features behind a paywall. That's not a selling point. <laughs> like, the ability to set a waypoint, I can do that in Assassin's Creed for free. Like, I... Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> Maybe I'm set, missing, set I'm missing some context here, I think. Okay, but... <laughs> so you can set waypoints in-game... No problem without GTA Plus. It's just the gun van you can put a uh, uh, a waypoint on as a GTA Plus member. Okay. So as a as a GTA Plus member, you always know where the gun van is. If you don't have GTA Plus, you're lucky to come upon it. See, though, that still kind of sounds like no, no, no. We're not cutting off three fingers, just two. <laughs> <laughs> Like I mean, sure, it's better. No, by com- I, it's better the, by comparison, but it still sucks. <laughs> the best, the best part of GTA Plus is the five hundred grand that they deposit into your Maze Bank account. Because I, last time I checked my GTA Online account, I was sitting at like two point five million dollars in my GTA Plus account or G- I, GTA GTA Online I, Maze Bank account. 
I can see it being worth it for people like you that play the online a lot, but I do feel like they're starting to Skyrim this game a bit, and it's uh, it's it's really showing. And it's about mm. time. It's about time that they that they put it to pasture and moved on to the next thing already. Yeah, I'm just I mean, wait, I'm just ready to hear about GTA 6. And maybe I'm a little salty Ooh. too because I'm a little salty too because they've re-released GTA 5 1700 times, but we got That's we got a, a half we got a half-assed port of Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, that was That's... fucking Rockstar do better. Come on yeah. now. Seriously, again, I said, all of our childhood developers are starting to fall from graces. The franchises we grew up with are Bro, fucking starting to smell. Grand Theft Auto is Rockstar's cash cow, though. That's their baby. Microtransactions are usually the first red flag. Once they start adding in a bunch of that shit, like, and it's <laughs> not, in some cases it makes sense. Like, you want to buy costumes in Mortal Kombat and shit, whatever. I don't even consider those microtransactions. That's just full-on DLC. DLC is fine. It depends on the game. If you want right. to, if you want to add like a fifteen-hour expansion to a game and charge twenty bucks for it, like they do with The Witcher Three, that's cool. That's worth the money. That's a whole lot of extra game right there. That's more story and gameplay um, uh-huh. for, tw- for twenty bucks. But what I can't stand is like in Assassin's Creed Unity, they're like, "Oh, you you don't want to go in this area yet because it, the enemies are too strong for you right now. You're gonna need to upgrade your shit." But oh darn, money's so hard to come by. Hmm, perhaps maybe you want to buy some microtransactions. Fuck Jesus you, fuck. <laughs> it's some bullshit. Yeah, no, I that was one of the hardest Assassin's Creed for me to get through because of that reason alone. I hate when they lock progress behind a paywall. Another thing is too, I'm fine yeah. with I'm fine with DLC that was made after the game and all that, but what really sucks ass is sometimes developers will um decide before they release a game to randomly cut a section of it out and so that they can release it as DLC later and charge more. And that is right. uh that is some sketchy ass shit, and you can okay. excuse me. You can tell when they do that because sometimes you'll find the evidence of a missing section in the game when you're playing it, and you're like, "Hmm, that looks like it's gonna be something later." Yeah, they had planned a, it all along. I'm gonna do a callback to South Park: The Stick of Truth. I would not be mad if they released what they had to cut down as DLC for South Park: The Stick of Truth. Within the next couple years, I would not be mad because I honestly I would. Oh my god! Speaking thi- of games with character this customization, is what, I mean, you know, okay, yeah, character customization, yeah, uh, um, fucking, <laughs> oh my god, um, no, fucking, the shit they had to the the. The fact that they had to push that game back so many times just tells you how far they were willing to go before the FCC would let them release the game. Like, no, you gotta cut this out. No, you gotta cut this out. I would not be mad if they released that shit as DLC. I would not be mad. Yeah. So, uh, whew, I think I've been going for a hot minute here. I think it's time for me to cool my britches and let you uh, uh-huh. let you take the reins on a rant for a while. Okay. Uh, so, 
I know I know you had a little bit to say there, but you know the spotlight's yours now. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the hot seat, my friend. See, okay. I'm gonna switch over to movies and or TV shows here for a second. Coming from personal experience, the loss of a child just for views. I don't it's not like I love Game of Thrones, but that is the one complaint I have. There's too much child death in that show. I have found myself looking away from the screen when something is on screen. Uh, another example of this, a movie from one of my all-time favorite horror franchises, Jigsaw. Yeah. Jigsaw was another hard one for me, simply because of how the child died. Or not how the child died, how it was made to look the child died. But that's... And the fact that that bitch got what she deserved. And then some. And then some, yeah. Like, like you don't smother your child. And then to you gotta, frame just, someone else, too. Yeah, to frame your fucking husband, that's low. And it's not like he could control what he was doing in his sleep. People roll over in their sleep. To uh, that that one just that one just hit home for me too too much. Yeah, yeah. No, that that you, that one uh, hit, that one hit home for me real fucking hard. You would probably not like Pet Cemetery. <laughs> I've seen Pet Cemetery. Okay, it's the smaller children that 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 bother me more when they die in the movies or TV shows. But on that note, you mentioned with the horror stuff, I just want to squeeze in there real quick. Not a big fan of when they do legacy sequels and bring back the OG character just to kill him off in some unspectacular fashion. <laughs> you know? See, they didn't do that with uh, Halloween. Like, Jody, it, Laurie Strode, like, survived through the, the whole fucking thing. Uh-huh, but you want to know, through... know what they did do it with? Huh. Texas Chainsaw. Oh, yep. And they did it with Scream, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate, but, yep. you know. They did it with Scream, too, yep. Although, in that case, I wouldn't say so much a legacy character as someone who's been in literally every movie. Legacy, right. legacy characters are, like, when you haven't seen them for, like, years, you know, for yeah. a long time. You know, they were part of the original, like, 40 years ago. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, but tell us what else you're not thankful for. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm hop over to the WWE for a second because there's a lot I have to gripe about the WWE. Really? Yes. I. There's a lot. Okay. This man's so, going to complain about one of his loves. Oh, my God, dude. Like, I love the WWE, but at the same time, I cannot fucking stand... The fact that they don't give enough, like, they, one of my biggest gripes is, one, they let fucking Logan Paul in the the goddamn WWE for for God knows whatever reason. 
Fuck Logan Paul. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that one. No, fuck, fuck Logan Paul. But at this, on the same note, a lot of the bigger names are the only have been the only ones that have been getting TV time. Give the fucking up and comers fucking uh, TV time. Like, give the, the, the mid-card fucking wrestlers fucking TV time. Like, I haven't... Yeah, I know Randy Orton is is, is a, one of the bigger names, but he hasn't been out... He hasn't been in action for a while because he's been out on injury. But he was... Even he, when he he's one of the bigger names, even he wasn't getting enough TV time when he was still on before he got injured. And uh, I'm going to address the elephant in the room. Roman fucking Reigns. Roman Reigns title reign needs to come to an end. Because I have something that I need to say about an OG WWE superstar by the name of Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was a better champion than Roman Reigns. Example. Oh, that that doesn't okay. So, yes, Roman Roman Reigns has had over eleven, uh, over a thousand days as as champion. I think over. I'd have to look it up. Hold on, but basically, here's here's my here's my point. Both of these men had title reigns of over a thousand days as champion. Roman Reigns has had fifty four title defenses. Get ready for this. Get ready for this. Hulk Hogan, 468 title defenses. Fuck you, Roman Reigns. Give that shit up. The bloodline needs to come to an end because that is the only reason he still has that title is because Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa are basically his insurance policy. When they feel that he has been like, he's met his match they find some way to interfere and make sure that he wins and retains his fucking title that is one of my biggest gripes with the wwe that shit needs to end roman fuck you (laughs) well that was you know what I'm going to applaud that one. I don't think I've ever heard you just kind of like no, mon- I, monologue I used, for five minutes straight like no, that before. I, I used Boy, you to can be really, a, you can really go off a, when it's something you know about, huh? I, bro, you, so, okay. Another thing, like, I used to be a huge Roman Reigns fan. Loved everything he used to do. But as soon as he formed the bloodline and became the tribal chief, I'm like, this dude's an arrogant prick. Well, I understand he's an arrogant prick because he turned heel. That's the wrestling term for 
uh, a good guy turned bad guy. Mm. Um, another gripe that I have with the creative team for WWE. Fuck you guys for not allowing Ray Wyatt do what he did best. That man was a creative genius. And if y'all would have just listened to him for two goddamn seconds, you would have seen his full potential. But it wasn't even the creative team. More so Vince McMahon because he everything had to go through him. So many ideas, from what I understand, have been shot down. Mm. They didn't utilize him as much as they could have. And the fact that Vince Mc... The whole reason Bray Wyatt got released from his contract in the first place wasn't because of budget cuts. This is another gripe, and I'm so pissed about this because there was so many, so much of the talent that got let go that were at the top of their game in the WWE. And as soon as the, the announcement was released that they were being released from their contracts, it was a shock to the whole fucking wrestling world. Like the fans included, like everyone, the biggest upset was when Bray Wyatt got released from his contract in July of 2021. Late July of 2021. Because nobody saw it coming. But they tried to cover it up by saying, oh, this was done for as budget cuts because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Bullshit. Vince McMahon paid millions of dollars to female employees, former employees, to keep hush. That is why all of these so-called budget cuts happened. And Bray Wyatt's career suffered for it. Fuck you, Vince McMahon. Scandalous. This is getting spicy and kind of therapeutic. Um, I, uh, I want to circle back a little bit before I forget and just want to say on the thing you mentioned with the, the kids and media, uh, I know two people who can relate to that, but with cats and dogs. Okay. And, you know, there's a website called doesthedogdie.com that you can look and see if the animal dies before you watch the movie. Yes. Uh, it's a big thing, and I agree. I fucking hate when horror movies kill cats. Dogs bother <laughs> dogs bother me too, but not as much as cats. There's, there's nothing. That's fair. When like I hated that shit in Smile. Like I like Smile, but I hated that part when they use the dead cat as like a like a for shock value or as like a part of the story. It's a bullshit. I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, happened in the Collector too. It's God. It's awful when they do that. It's so unnecessary and bad. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, just not a fan, not a fan of it. All right, 
Um, uh, but yeah, back to you. Any, uh-huh. um, anything um, not... So you 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 got a pretty you got a you got a big pretty big wrestling bit out there. So anything? Oh uh, yeah, like, I sure did. Any, anything else in movies? I'm glad I got shit? that out there. Anything else in movies or shows that bother you, or in video games, or anything? Like uh, that? Or, or any movies or shows or games themselves that bother you? <laughs> I'll tell you real quick. I hate reality television. I I can't stand it. Most of it's okay. not quote unquote real, anyways. It's all scripted, forced drama bullshit, and it, I, I don't know, it just, it, it doesn't appeal to me. It seems just too, uh, I don't want to say what I really want to say, because it's going to make me sound pretentious, but it's, to, it's the, it's trailer park TV. I, Fair. I don't, I don't, yeah, it's not for me. Fair. Um... The one, the a movie that was ruined for me in, in more ways than one was V for Vendetta. It was overplayed, and the fucking anonymous bullshit has stemmed from that too. Ooh, this is the spiciest take so far. Keep going. F- oh my god, dude. V yes, for, yes. Like, oh my shit on this popular movie cinema. Oh sense. my Let's god. Go. Oh my god. No, it's <laughs> it was overplayed. And I think it had something to do with just the fact that um, uh, every time, every time I I turned around, I saw one of the individuals living in my house at the time wearing one of the masks. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Fucking why? Why? Fucking why? Is well, it necessary? Because- because is we it, are legion. This is not fucking Halloween. Take it off. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. God damn. I, I love it. I love it. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I can't think. Is there? Is there something? You know what? Actually, I've got a hot take. I okay. Act- I actually think that the last Jedi was a good Star Wars movie and that it was bold and ballsy for being as subversive as it was. I I think it was I think it was a good thing that it broke the traditional storytelling formula. I think it was a good thing that it gave the finger to tradition, but fans didn't like that because they wanted safe. Shit, wanted, I liked it too. Yeah, I liked it. I I could have done without the casino scene. That was a bit stupid. Yeah. I but, uh, but but the rest of it, though, like, I genuinely liked it. I liked how they went, like, oh, and the, like, the Leia floating through space scene was kind of weird, too, but still. That and, you know. that and fucking, um, <laughs> Luke Skywalker pulling a Yoda. Yeah, yeah, but I do, um, no, I mean, that's one of the parts I liked about it. It, it was what Hell yeah, it, like, it pushed it, it subversive. to, it was so it, good. And I, the only reason that Rise of Skywalker was so bad is because it went out of its way to undo everything the Last Jedi did instead of just See, working with I, it. It worked I, against it. I'm not gonna lie. I liked the I liked Rise of Skywalker too. That's a, probably a hot take, but I liked it. <laughs> I liked all of the sequel trilogy movies. Fight me yeah, about and it. You're allowed. You're allowed. To. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. I don't care. Yeah. Here's another. <laughs> oh, okay. 
I've got one. Well, this isn't... No, I'm not going... I think I'm doing this wrong, because this is supposed to be unthankful. This is the things we're not thankful for. I started getting into hot takes, and that's not what I was trying to do. No, I, we can do... it. <laughs> can do first we, over there. Uh, let's say hot takes, we can do another episode on that. Because I was literally about to say Last of Us Part 2 is better than the first one. Oh. Yep. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say, but I can't say, I can't do unthankful. No. I can't, I can't fit that into unthankful. This has got to be things that I am beoichen about. Yeah. So to speak. Some, some complaint. This is the, this is the one time that we get to, uh, vent our frustrations with the media and shit that, with specific aspects of media, yeah. storytelling, you know, game development stuff. Yeah, here's here's another one. When developers rush a game out to meet a deadline and they know that it's not ready, so they're like, oh, it's fine, we'll just release a day one update patch to fix it. You know? Like There was a there was a WWE game that 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 that, that happened with um and that was WWE two K twenty. They pushed it out too soon, and the glitches were fucking ridiculous. I did not ever experience any of it myself, because I did not buy it at launch. It was all of the pre-orders and people that bought it at launch that experienced this. Mm. I enjoyed it. Here's 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 one from me. The movie Don't Breathe 2, an unnecessary sequel that makes a unredeemable asshole into the hero. Yeah. I, yeah, the bad the blind man from the first movie is not a good person, regardless of how much the movie wants you to think he's the victim. All yeah. that gets undone with the big reveal near the end of that movie. So mm-hmm. yeah, and to make him the hero in the second one is just tasteless and stupid. I, I uh it. I couldn't, I, yeah, I'm not going for that. I'm going to complain about something in my, one of my favorite franchises, actually, believe it or not. Oh, And it's the fact that the main villain of the entire Kingdom Hearts franchise somehow got redeemed at the end of the third game. Some horseshit, if you ask me. Yeah. Completely undeserved. Xehanort does not get a happy ending. He doesn't deserve a happy ending. I don't care if it's Disney. Go fuck yourself. I don't... (laughs) That man caused a literal genocide. He trapped Aqua in the Realm of Darkness for ten years. He put Ventus into a coma. He possessed Terra's body and basically left him for dead. Like, he ruined everything. He was the start of all of this. He caused everything to happen that led to the chain of events that led to Sora's adventure and everything that happened to them. Fuck that man. He destroyed worlds. He is a murderer. He killed people. He turned them into little shadow demons. He is a bad man. He was hell-bent on world domination and war and at the end he gets to go to fucking Keyblade Heaven? Eat my ass. I'm not no, okay with what that. What can you do? What can you do though, right? What can you do? You cannot write stupid. You can, <laughs> you can write a better ending. You yeah. know, you could maybe do that. I mean, like you said in the crossovers episode, um, there if it weren't for the fact of the head, one of the heads of Square Enix and one of the heads of Disney running, getting trapped in, getting stuck in an elevator together, this franchise would have never happened. So, yeah, I man, got, look, I. I love I love Kingdom Hearts. I do, and I'm gonna keep playing them as long as they keep making them. But that is that is a anticlimactic horseshit ending for that saga for that particular part of the that's, thing. 
That's fair. God, why is it? Why does it feel like the game that was supposed to be the end of a saga really just feels like more bridging the gap between this part of the story and the next? You know. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. They like just is, tied up. They just tied up a bunch of loose ends and then introduced more shit for the next part of the franchise. <laughs> Jesus fuck. <sighs> At the end of the day, that's all it really was. But yeah, so that also, I you know, here's something else that I hate, and this is gonna sound very selfish of me, and I don't care. Uh, that's the whole point of what we're doing here. Um, and you know, my apologies, Nick, because I know that this was useful for you. Uh, but a prime example, I hate when anything, basically expositions all over the place for the sake of people who haven't been a part of stuff. Like, they do this in the MCU all the time. I talked about the Marvels earlier. Well, there's a couple scenes in here where they give you exposition. Captain Marvel is recapped in a coma flashback, and the rest of the shit is told through dialogue. There's too much telling and not enough showing when you do this and kingdom hearts 3 was super guilty of it because they were like oh no we released 1500 side games and not everybody played all of them so we gotta explain what happened because it's important to the story and they literally have the characters sit there and vomit dialogue all over the place about what happened like you could just <sighs> if you if okay i like again love kingdom hearts love it but that is bad story writing that is bad storytelling don't do that show don't tell get let the let the people you know treat your audience like they're actually intelligent and let them figure it out through them for themselves through context clues you don't have to spoon feed every last bit of information to everyone and also fuck those people anyways it's their own goddamn fault they didn't play those games don't hold back the people who uh were loyal and played all of the games uh, mm -hmm. you know, and like make us sit through all of this recap shit for the sake of holding the hands of the people who didn't. If they really cared that much, they could go on YouTube and watch an explanation. That's what it's fucking for. You know, right. there's literally a feature in the title menu of Kingdom Hearts 3 that recaps all the games, and then they continue to fucking recap it in the opening music video, and then they recap it some more in the dialogue in the game. It's just recap after recap, and this is an anime cliche i love my hero academia but every episode opens with like in a minute and a half a minute and a half of them recapping their dialogue from the end of the last episode yeah like, <laughs> it's so anime yeah uh, but yeah Whew, man i feel like i just got done exercising <laughs> say that shit all right it's your turn say more things um let's see you don't like stealth no. And you don't like when games that aren't stealth games force stealth on you, huh? Yeah, no, I, <clears throat> I'm not a big fan of stealth shit. I'm sure there are some exceptions, though. Like, Miles' stealth features in the Spider-Man games are pretty cool. And Assassin's Creed Valhalla, because it's a Norse mythology game. Yeah, not a lot of stealth in that one, if we're being honest. Yeah, true. It's more uh, Viking raids. Not very stealthy when you're blowing a horn and announcing your arrival. True. <laughs> you know? Hey, I'm an assassin. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never find me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, here's a hot take. 
or not necessarily a hot take. I hate it when fucking movies recast a main character. I can't stand that shit. Like Matthew. You mean Bro- like like in the sequel if it's not the same actor? Yes. So you're not talking about remakes, you're talking about sequels. Yes. Okay. So, like, Matthew Broderick was Inspector Gadget in the first uh, Inspector Gadget movie, and then whoever the fuck was in the second one, I don't know. But <laughs> that, let's 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 see another one. Brendan Fraser was George in George of the Jungle in the first one. The second one, they recast him. Couldn't fucking stand that shit. Um, let's see. They... they do be like that sometimes. In all fairness, though, sometimes this happens simply because the original actor just isn't available. Scheduling conflicts and shit, you know? Yeah, I get it. It happens. But still. Right, but that's not the point of the episode. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying myself, that's not the, that's not the point. But, right, right, yeah, right. But, but, but we are allowed to debate the things. There is that. But it's, but no, yeah. like, fucking, But no, you're right. Fucking... What was another one? In say so I I loved the Mummy movies. I loved the Mummy movies. I had an mm-hmm. issue with the I had an issue with the third one. The third one recast one of the main characters. Oh yeah, it was the lady, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a bit unfortunate. Transformers did this too with the Megan with Megan Fox. Oh, I have another movie I need to grope about, gripe about because uh, it, it 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 falls in place after the uh, the fact that I enjoy the Mummy movies. Whatever that okay. abomination was in 2017 with Tom Cruise, uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> no. Nah. This is one of those scenarios where it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it. No, that <sighs> no, 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 just no. Can we just pretend that that didn't happen? I yeah. wish, I wish, I, I wish we could pretend that didn't happen, but it did, it did, and it was god awful. I guess something I'm unthankful for, but realize is an inevitable an inevitability that can't be stopped is that we are slowly but surely uh, pushing towards an all digital future. Some big name games have come out digital only this year, and physical really? copies are. Yeah, Alan Wake Two is only available digitally now. In all fairness, they did. Um, they. Since it's only available digitally, and they did it to cut down costs on printing discs, but since uh, it's only since it's only available digitally, it's only fifty dollars instead of seventy. That makes um, sense. But Baldur's Gate three, which is the most popular, like the most talked about game this year, and will probably win Game of the Year, mm-hmm. uh, is only available digitally, and it's still a full seventy dollars game, and that irritates Jesus. me. Yeah, if we're gonna that... if we're gonna push towards the digital future, then we can't be charging seventy dollars for games anymore. No, it's got no, it's, it's got to it's got to go down. Something's got to give. If you're saving money on printing on not printing discs, then you, that needs to be reflected in the price of the product. Exactly. 
Yeah, because like you know, we can't. It's 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 yeah, it's getting to be. Too, I can understand still charging more if somebody wants a disc copy because at that yeah. point it's like it's like a it's like an artifact. It's like a collectible. You exactly. Know? Uh, but you know, if they're just gonna buy it, you know, the quote unquote normal way, then don't charge that much. Uh, That's what I'm saying. You know. Or you know, or, or put it on your. Every, if you want to push to these cloud streaming things, then put it on your on your services. You know, right? That's the whole reason I subscribe to Game Pass and PlayStation Plus is because it saves me money on games. Yeah, you know. Hell, PlayStation Plus is how. Hell, PlayStation Plus is how I've been able to play uh, Man of Medan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm glad they put it up there. Me too. Um, oh, shit. I'm going to try um, and breeze through this one and then move on to the next one. You uh, you sure you don't have any other games you want to harp on? Fucking Roblox. I know the fan base behind this one. I've never played it, but it was ruined for me. I'm not going to go into details and how... But just the mention of Roblox throws me into a tangent. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not kidding, folks, because like I saw it on the PlayStation store the other day and I was Bro, like, I'm like a, a multiplayer thing. A multiplayer Why? thing. Maybe maybe we could give it a try. And I told him about it, and this man turned into the Tasmanian devil. He was like, Roblox like <laughs> 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 Yes, like, no, dude, it was, it was, oh my god. Oh, yeah, he turned into the triggered meme, super mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Face palm is all I have to say. Oh, that's fucking great. Oh, but it's, it's no different, though. I've, I've heard you, uh, uh, say similar things about Fortnite and Call of Duty, so. <laughs> Call of Duty is a whole nother monster. I don't. Yeah. Okay, this is a hot take because I know there's a lot of people out there that like Call of Duty. I don't. You know why? Because it glorifies war. Ah, the first experience I had with Call of Duty was on the Xbox 360, and it was for and it was for the uh, the game Call of Duty World at War. I couldn't do shit. I couldn't do shit. I don't remember if I was playing co-op or campaign, but I, it wasn't, wasn't for me. Now, when, now I will say, I will say, though, that when they released uh, Infinite Warfare or, or was it, um, uh, advanced war, uh, advanced warfare. The ones, the, the the sci-fi ones. I think I, both of them were. I played both of those. Okay. I didn't play through the whole thing because I eventually got stuck. But again, that one's not realistic. So I felt it was I I felt it was deemed necessary or safe for me to play because it wouldn't set me off. Mm-hmm. I would say, uh, I would say you're right about the older games. They, they, you know, they kind of had this like, uh-huh. hey, look, hey, look, kids, war is fun aesthetic to it. But right, 
even though it wasn't meant for kids, but they knew what they were doing. Exactly. Um, but just like GTA, they know what yeah, they're that, doing. That's why I, that, that's <laughs> but, why but, I steer clear of the public servers on uh, Grand Theft Auto Online. Those fuck nuggets are 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 fucking toxic as shit. That's why whenever I log on to GTA Online, I make sure that I spawn either in inside one of my properties, and then I go into the the, the pause menu, and I immediately find a different session, and I go for a closed friend session. That way, if anybody joins my session, I know it's somebody that's not going to fuck with me. Yeah, those same assholes infected the Red Dead Online servers and made them yeah, unbearable, nah, too. I, mm, um, mm, but back to what I was saying. So toxic. You're right, you're, you're right about the older games. I will say, though, I think the newer ones, completely different tone. Because from what I've seen recently in the latest Call of Duty, you can play as Nicki Minaj fighting zombies, and that doesn't feel very war to me. What the so, f- that sounds like Fortnite. Yeah, it basically, they, well, I mean, they literally introduced a battle royale into one of the modern warfare remakes called Jesus Warzone. Jesus Christ. They're, yeah, they're, they're hurting b- battle for money, royale, huh? Battle they Royale need, they is need... a war zone. No, they're just chasing <laughs> trends because that's what they do. That's the whole, that's their thing. And yeah, but they added weird-ass skins to the zombies mode in the latest game, and it does feel kind of very Fortnite-y in a Jesus way. Jesus Christ. And But I am interested in playing, like, the the campaign of the Modern Warfare remakes one and two specifically because yeah I I've heard really good things about the the way the story goes and how they show the horrors of war you know there's like torture scenes and shit like that and that's yeah. all you gotta that's all you gotta tell me to get me interested is that there's some fucked up shit that's hard to watch and I'll be like all right bet challenge accepted you know. <laughs> So, you know, it's like, like I went out of my, like, I was looking up a list of like the goriest, hardest to sit through horror movies. And I was like, all right, cracks knuckles. Let's do this. <laughs> See, the you one, the, the one, there's a, there's a, there's a movie that I don't know. Like I, at the, I want to see it, but at the same time, I don't because of what I've heard is in it. A Serbian film. Yeah, no, not a, I watched a YouTube recap video and that's good enough for me. Fair enough. Yeah, trust me on this one, those are waters you don't want to touch. I can consider myself being uh, I will say I am unthankful for these existing for no more reason than shock value bullshit all borderline snuff film movies. As I say, then another another like, like another movie that I regret watching. Although Funny Games and is then, really good. That's on a list of hard to watch, but really good. Okay. Another movie that I regret watching, but then I ended up watching the second one, and then the third one. Why? I don't fucking know. Human Centipede. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did I do that to myself? Talk about body horror. <laughs> Why didn't Oof. we talk about that during the the Halloween episode? Because we're trying not to remember it. <laughs> right, that one. That one's supposed to go in the far in the the depths of the memory bank, the far away place. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, yeah. Um, well, here's something I'm uh not thankful for. What's that? Teen, Ti- Teen Titans Go. Yes. No. Get rid of that That's- shit. No, yeah. they fucking they they made it they they made it look like all rainbows and butterflies. 
<laughs> when the yeah, original, the OG Teen Titans is the only Teen Titans. The fuck. Yeah, and if and you want to get technical, with the crossover, you want to get shit. technical. There is a live action version of Teen Titans over on Max called Titans. Yes, and it's a mm-hmm. good fucking show. Check it out. <laughs> it's a it's a, a, a it's a more adult, grittier version of. Uh, Teen Titans. Here's uh, some other kind of media things I'm unthankful for now that you mentioned that. HBO Max changing their name to Max. Elon Musk changing Twitter to X. These Fuck are stupid Elon changes. Musk. Fuck Elon Musk. Yeah, these, these are With stupid a rusty changes. Fork. Why do change? Why make Fuck. change? <laughs> Fuck change is Elon. dumb. Fuck <laughs> Elon with a rusty fork. <laughs> yeah, that too, I suppose. <laughs> um... Oh, shit, but don't want to veer too far off into left field there, but yeah, um, but yeah, I can see what you're talking about with the, there was a very controversial mission in an older Call of Duty game, we talked about it before, called No Russian, where you were undercover with the bad guys and had to Mm -hmm. basically mow down an airport full of innocent civilians. Yeah. Not fun. (laughs) Um, at least it was skippable, but still. Yeah. That is, uh... That is, um, I just, I'm, I'm curious about uh, what they might have, what they might have done. If you want a good war game, though, that shows the horrors of war and is actually enjoyable and it's single player and it deals with mental health and all that, play Spec Ops: The Line. That's the game to play. Okay, that's the one. That's the one right there. That's a beautiful game. That's Very an- underrated. This is another thing I have to complain about, especially when when shows are basically make themselves famous for killing off main characters game of thrones fuck game of thrones for the walking getting, dead for fuck yeah shit like getting you emotionally invo- invested in these characters and then just no fucks given just killing them off see I have to say, I like when things started doing this because plot armor has unfortunately been a trope for way too long and it was always safe to assume the main character would always survive because yeah. they were wearing p- plot armor. But when shows started killing off characters you think would normally would have that, it started becoming like, oh shit, no one's safe. Now the stakes are high and I'm more invested. It's like anyone could die at any moment. You know, yeah. it, keeps you, it keeps you guessing. It raises the suspense. But... Then it it started happening too much. It went. It, yeah. it started becoming a trend, and everyone started doing it. Uh-huh. And then it Who became, started it first? Either, do you remember? Either Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead. Yeah, I know. It had know, to have been one of them. It was it had to have been. Yeah. Yeah, it became a trope after it became a trope in and of itself. Usually, with the the thing story writers need to learn is that when you subvert tropes too much the tropes of versions then later themselves also become tropes and yeah too must be subverted subverted putting you in a unwinnable catch-22 <laughs> yeah so that's just kind of how it is it's just let's try uh let's try shooting for a little creativity maybe that's the you know um now that these strikes are over and everyone's getting their dues and everything all that maybe we'll start seeing some more like enthusiastic writing take notes um, hollywood yeah, <laughs> I'm, just I'm, just, I'm just kidding nobody in hollywood's gonna hear this i, I bet i don't know 
And I'm not complaining about remakes or anything like that. That's like another. I hate when people hate on a remake just because it's a remake. Like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um. But like, I am saying that more original stories would be nice. Give us something. You know, it's not just a retelling of the same thing. All <laughs> right. The time. Live action remakes. You know? Disney. And not even just remakes, just like, you know, like the same story with a different name. Like, you know, there's different, like, you know, how many, how many rom-coms have you seen that are all completely different movies, but basically all have the same story? Pretty fucking much. You know, literally every Adam Sandler movie. (laughs) Twilight. (laughs) You know, yeah, so that's the other thing too. Here's, here's another thing I, I don't like. I hate when people idolize shit characters i hate when people see a character that's supposed to be unlikable supposed to be an asshole supposed to be the villain and they're like you know what this guy's got some good ideas i like him i think i'm gonna mold my life after this fictional dickweed like that is stupid there are people who watch rick and morty and think that rick is someone to idolize he is not there are people who watch the boys and think homelander is someone to idolize he no, is he's not. not no he is not Far and you know honestly it. i'm a little scared of people who idolize homelander if i'm being honest right yeah no that's, i fucking can't stand that's, his ass that's, that's a no but i will say i will say <laughs> i never idolize these two and two <laughs> evil characters but i did go uh, there was a point a period in point in time where i liked these characters probably more than one should uh darth vader and darth maul well darth vader is very likable darth maul you know what star wars gets a pass on this you don't like okay plus fair. darth vader gets a redemption arc oh so there's that too. and joker can't forget joker yeah yeah, well, Joker is one of those love-to-hate villains, you know, yeah. like, um, like, uh, you know, like Jigsaw or, you know, just the, that's another thing, too. Jigsaw is also not a villain to idolize. Tobin Bell is a great actor. Oh, those yeah. Are great, those are great movies. He does it very well, you know, but he is not, he's not right. No, <laughs> he's, he's not, not, he is he's not, not correct. No, no. He's, he's, he's a murderer. Yeah, so, um... Yeah, but it's crazy that there are people out there that, like, see these characters and think to themselves, yeah, they've got their shit straight, you know? <laughs> uh, um, Norman Bates, um, uh, What's-His-Nuts from um, American Psycho, Christian Bale's character. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Toxic Boyfriend from You on Netflix. Uh-huh. Um, I've not seen that, so I wouldn't be able to vouch for that, but okay. Yeah, not there were people that idolized the Har, the Harley Joker relationship, which is not a good like it's a that's a toxic relationship. That is not a good relationship to idolize. No, I, I get the I get the concept, but that is not, no, that's and but you know what? They fixed it with the Harley Quinn show by putting her with Poison Ivy and her yeah, breaking off, no, I, breaking off from the Joker. I watched a couple yeah. episodes of that recently. Such a good show. Yes, it um, is. Absolutely. But yeah, and, yeah, but we're not here to compliment things. The hell's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, oh yeah. shit. Hey, you know what? I also uh, don't. Um, you know, this is gonna sound hypocritical because I obviously flock to the latest game system every 
time a new one comes out, but I, I have a excuse for that. It's that you need them to play all the new games that come out. There's a longevity in your investment. It's kind of worth it. Yeah. What I don't understand is when people buy the brand new newest phone that just comes out, like the year that it comes out, and it's like $1,000, and it does all the same shit as your previous one, but shinier. Like, I don't... under And they they keep taking features away rather than adding them sometimes, too. Like, the new yeah. iPhones that came out this year, the for the first time, iPhone has uh, USB-C instead of the lightning cables. Yeah. And pretty soon here... Uh, and I don't like the fact that Apple does this because not everyone that has an iPhone can afford to upgrade to the, n- the latest and greatest. But here's the thing. They're basically basically going to start forcing people to upgrade because they're going to start phasing out the lightning cable chargers. And there's points in time where the lightning cables, they break. Or the I think the only backup to that for for me for because I've got the I've got the 12 Pro. I I believe the the 12 the the iPhone 12 series was the first series that was a, that was compatible with uh MagSafe. So I've got a MagSafe charger as a backup in case my lightning cable takes a shit. So yeah, that's 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 my t- that's my gripe with Apple. They're basically, yes, I love Apple. Don't get me wrong, I love their music integration with shit. But the um, the fact that they're basically forcing people to upgrade to the new phones. Fair enough. Like I'm to the point. Yes, I would love to get the new one. Would absolutely love to get it, but I've heard nothing but horrible things about it. I've heard people have had nothing but issues with their with their 15 Pro Max, and it's like overheating type shit, battery life. Like fuck, guys, did you release the phone too soon? Yeah. Um. You know what, I'm going to squeeze in another quick one here before we start wrapping it up. I'm going to say I hate uh, pointless fuck you endings in in things where it's like... I, I So, like, if it's in a horror thing or something, I kind of get it, where they're like, yay, we all got away and thing, all of a sudden, like, yeah. the hand pops, pops out of the grave and it cuts to black. It's like, ah, oh, ooga booga. You know, that's fine. But I hate when it's like... Like, you know, like, they wake up and the whole thing was a dream or some dumb shit like that. Or yeah. it was like, um, or they're like, uh, you know, I hate cop-out endings, basically. You know, like, I hated the ending of The Wicker Man. I hated the ending of Shutter Island. Like, to me, when it's like, oh, it turns out that you were crazy the whole time and the whole thing was a hallucination, that's the same cop-out ending as it was just a dream to me. Just with a yeah, different, exactly. with a different, f- different flavor icing. You know, I I hate the, oh, it turns out they were crazy in an asylum the whole time and the whole game or movie or whatever was happening in their head. That's so lazy and dumb. Exactly. I, you know, like that's just an easy way to write yourself out of a corner. Yeah. I I also hate when, 
I also hate when story writers use time travel to write themselves out of a corner too. You know, they're like, mm. "Oops, oopsie doodle, we uh, we killed off a bunch of characters, and we don't know what to do now, so we're just going to use time travel to fix everything." You know, it's right. fine. It's it's cool. Time travel and magic. You know, just hit the magic reset button. That's <laughs> that's all it is. The Kingdom Hearts did this with Dream Drop Distance. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, that was because uh, they were like, oh, shit, we killed all the villains and we need them for the final showdown. <laughs> Better find a way to bring them back. Right. So, yeah, um, that's that's just kind of like, again, I love <laughs> people are probably surprised. I'm like shitting on a series I love, but I have issues with it. OK, I love it, but that doesn't mean it's perfect. <laughs> um, there's only one perfect game in that franchise, and its name is Kingdom Hearts 2. Fair enough. It, for me, objectively, it's Birth by Sleep, but, but for enough. me, it's Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I I hate I hate whammy. I guess they're called whammy endings, like rug pull endings, when it's not good. Like, I love a good plot twist, but I, yeah. hate, when it's a, I hate when it's a fucking cop-out, you know? I hate when it's like, a, oh, so none of it mattered. Then if it wasn't real, if it didn't happen, then you wasted my time, mm-hmm. is, what you, is what happened. Pretty fucking much. Ha- yeah, it's so stupid. And then they all have a laugh about it, like, well, I guess we all learned a lesson here today. Yeah, the lesson was don't watch any more movies directed by you. Right. Like, no, hey. God, it's like, oh, sometimes that irritates the shit out of me. I don't mind yeah. a nihilist. I don't mind a nihilistic ending when it's done right. If it serves a purpose to the overall narrative, or if it's like a a, a funny gag at the, at the end of a horror movie, or if it's right. a cliffhanger cliffhanger for a sequel baiting, that's fine. But if it's just a big, if the audience, if it's just a big fuck you to the audience, I hate that so much. I've got another one I need to gripe about. Okay. There's a show that I watched on Netflix. And it was, I think it was a CBS show. It only lasted three seasons. And then they canceled it. Okay. It didn't get a proper ending. Nobody's picked it up. The show I am referring to is... A um, a James is based on a James Patterson book by the by the title of Zoo. Okay, they left this show on such a fucking cliffhanger. I'm so pissed about it. And ah, ah somebody needs to pick this show up because it's so good. Missed opportunity, man. I think that uh, at some point we should do an episode about TV shows that ended too soon. Um, yeah, I think that I might think, be a good idea. Or just franchises that ended too soon in general. Franchises that ended prematurely before they got an actual ending. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll do that. Um, but before I forget, there is another big one I have to mention. And that I know I mentioned reality TV earlier, and that's one thing, you know, shit like Jersey Shore, like Survivor and all that stuff. You know, like, oh, I'm out in the wilderness dying of heat stroke, and I'm barely wearing any clothes. And then when the cameras are off, they go back to their trailer and take a shower. Like, right. I, yeah, it's, I f- fucking hate it. But, it, but, <laughs> um,. 
what I hate more than that is exploitative reality shows where the shit is actually real, mm-hmm. but but they're making a profit off people's suffering. A lot of this TLC type shit, like like Honey Boo Boo when that was a thing, and um, oh dude, dude, even okay. even even worse, even worse is like um, stuff like yeah, and they've had like sh- you know shows following around like a like Teen Mom. Teen Mom, that is so, like, why do people watch that shit, that that kind of drama? Why? I don't get it. It's so, it feels like you're you're getting your enjoyment off the suffering of others, and I don't understand that. You want to know, um, you brought up Honey Boo Boo, and then I, then I, 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 um, I, I thought, I had a thought. Yeah, when they canceled Jersey Shore, some, some, some fucking... Some faith was restored in humanity, and then they yeah. aired Honey. Then Honey Boo Boo premiered, and that that faith was just gone instantly. Yeah, uh, South Park did a real good episode about that. <laughs> J- James Cameron raising the bar. Yes. But, um, I'm I'm guessing they were fans of the first Avatar. Uh, right. But okay, so um. The other thing I want to say about that, though, and on the note of Honey Boo Boo, is the the child exploitation reality shows really irritated me, too. Because here's the thing. The same people... Um, <laughs> I'm going to veer a little bit into territory. I don't normally veer here, but it's contextual here. The same people that are going around calling drag queens pedophiles and shit like that uh-huh. are the same ones that were... Dressing up their kids in a bunch of makeup and stuff and having them parade around on stage to be judged by a bunch of old adult men uh-huh. uh, about yeah. how good they look. And uh, these yeah. toddlers and toddlers and tiaras pageantry shit. Yes. You know, disgusting. I hate it. it. There's no reason for that. And the people who do it and the people who watch it are the same ones that are like, oh, protect the children from the gays. I'll but get... look at what you're doing. Little Miss Sunshine, for example. Yes, that was played for laughs in that movie. Though. It was. was. It was like, a good movie. I thought that. Yeah. That yeah. No, that was played. That was meant to be. That that movie was pointing out that it wasn't okay. That was yeah. the. That was the joke. Um, yeah. But yeah, those types of shows should not exist. There's no point. There's no reason for that. No. That's not not good. Not Netflix good got a lot of heat for that. The the show that they put out, didn't they? Yep. Mm-hmm. They sure did. Not a good look at all. No, definitely not. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, I gotta be honest. Not necessarily something I'm unthankful for. Before we go, is there anything that you don't like that you can't explain why? You don't have a genuine reason. It just never clicked with you. For me, it's fighting games that aren't cross-brawlers. Like, stuff like Mortal Kombat and Tekken and all that. I like watching the fatalities and shit, but as far as the gameplay itself, it just doesn't click with me. It's too involved. I just don't have fun with it. You know, I like Smash Bros. and shit like that, but I don't like normal fighting games. They just, I can't get into them. I don't know why. I don't have a legitimate reason. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just not for me. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no. I, this is going to sound a smidgen hypocritical, but I like I like the Zombieland movies. I like anything comedy having to do with zombies like Shaun of the Dead. Uh, let's see. Warm Bodies was another one that I like. But the whole zombie genre, this is a hot take. I think it's overplayed. 
I think it's overdone. I don't like it. And I don't know why. Although I will say, although I will say, I did enjoy Dawn of the Dead. I did enjoy Dawn of the Dead. That is the only zombie movie that's not comedy that I will say I actually enjoyed. Do you didn't you like the live action Resident Evil movies with Mila Jokovich? Yes. <laughs> That's a yes with a question mark. Uh, did, those, like, did those movies the the where the, the question the reason the question mark was there is did that did those movies have zombies in it? I don't remember. It's been a long. It's been a while. Oh yeah, no, they were only like the main bad thing throughout most of the franchise. I thought it was all sci. God damn it. I, I, well, it mm. is, it is, it, it is sci-fi, but the T-Virus created zombie-like people, you know? See, I didn't even L- look at it as zombies. Later in the franchise, they do start, like, and the movies and the games do this. They're meant to feel like zombies in the original games, and even, like, in Resident Evil 4, when they get infected with the Lost <laughs> Plagos and stuff, okay. they act zombie-ish. You know, yeah, I never, I never, I never put two and two together with the Mila Jokovic movies. But as the franchise goes, you start getting more and more like you know, like you shoot a quote unquote zombie's head off, and a bunch of tentacles pop out of it. And yeah, attacking you, so, you know, and so that's different. You know, it gets very sci-fi. You know, there's giant monsters, giant spiders, giant alligators, and shit. You know, there's a a big hulking guy in a trench coat with a rocket launcher chasing you around big mutated guy who turns into a giant monster later uh-huh. all the villains turn into giant monsters so i guess my question is yeah is it really zombies anymore probably not <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's really just sci-fi monsters at this point exactly i mean resident evil village is straight up vampires and werewolves created with science experiments yeah yeah no joke <laughs> they just they went full balls to the wall with it. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about it when a video game franchise goes through a huge tone shift? Like Saints Row did this. Saints Row 1 and 2 were a lot like GTA, more serious and gritty, or like Mafia. And then Saints Row 3 and 4 just, for some reason, decided to be like Deadpool and get really fucking goofy. Yeah. You know? Like, really fucking goofy. Yeah, they did. <laughs> like, like, giant dildo as d- a weapon goofy. Dildo guns? Yeah. Yeah, that was... uh. That was nuts. I think sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's not. You know, it, it really depends. Um, I wasn't the right. biggest fan of the Assassin's Creed games shifting over to an RPG format. I preferred mm-hmm. the stealthy time, but it was you know it did make the games more accessible to a wider audience. So yeah, I can't I did. complain about that too much. And I still enjoyed them for what they were. So you know, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've ranted and raved enough about things that we are. I think not... we both got some frustrations out there, didn't we? Yeah, things we are not thankful for. And good thing we got this out in between the Game Awards predictions and Game Awards reactions, because these are get this and the Tearjerkers episode are both a little more on the uh, negative emotions side of things. Yeah. So we're gonna. So we got some fun stuff coming up. We've got the Game Awards talk, and we've got an episode all about holiday media. You know, Christmas movies and specials and stuff. So it's gonna be brighter stuff here though this episode was meant to be fun though yeah i'm sure we pissed someone off but it was meant to be fun (laughs) yeah (laughs) no (laughs) so either way well 
Anyways, if I have offended you in any kind of way, then feel free to come at me on the website formerly known as Twitter, at Oversoul53. And also, you can reach me in the YouTube comments. YouTube is where you're gonna wanna be when I do that contest, so be sure to subscribe so you know when it happens. Yes. And, um, of course, some other places too, but whatever, who cares? <laughs> Uh, if you want to come at me with some words of, uh, I don't know, uh, with, with, if I offended you, come at, come at me again on the website formerly known as Twitter, at The Vaping Fiend, um, I'm on TikTok at v.vaping.fiend, and why not give me a follow on Twitch as well at The Vaping Fiend. Yes. Alright, folks. Well, that'll be it for this episode. Yeah. Uh, you know. And, uh, as always, stay safe out there. Have fun. Happy holidays and all that. And always. We'll Alright. Bye. Good night, everybody.